This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live where I'm way too fucking loud. I'm sorry. There, that's 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 much better. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Monday. RB's already up in here saying, we don't mind if I do, don't mind if I do. I got the bong out. Oh, my shit's not on my... I don't know how I fucked that one up. There we go. Oh my god. Second day with the the television as a background. Already fucked it up. Not going well at all. What is up, Warlord, Ida, RB? Love all of you. Not high enough for this shit. Not high enough for this shit at all. Also, I fucked so many things up. The Texas Power Grid was the story that I did on the freaking news this morning. But when I got up, I went to go look at YouTube to see how many views... I got on my freaking news. You know what Justin had done? Uh, Scheduled it for tomorrow morning, not this morning. So it's on every other platform except YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, all the the shit that populates off of YouTube. So like my freaking news is up on Instagram, it's up on Twitter, it's up on Facebook. But it had yet to premiere on YouTube, so I was like, well, fuck it, I'll just make it premiere at like 1 o'clock. Also, this fucking time zone shit. See, uh, I'm used to advertising my show as being in the eastern time zone, but me actually not sitting in the eastern time zone. So now, sitting here right now in the eastern time zone, coming on at 8 o'clock and not 7 o'clock like I'm used to, a weird for me. Still also, apologies, I, I, I'm working on the monitor thing. I did get a new monitor. I like this monitor. This is cool. But it is not the shape that I need the monitor to be in. In order to conform to what I want to do. I had an oddly shaped monitor. Once upon a time. And it's what I used to... It was like my script monitor. It was what I had. Like my my music player was always up on that monitor. It was just it was just a monitor for for like stuff. It wasn't ever. But it was the monitor that I watched shit on the Troll Patrol. It wasn't curved. No, it was square. It was square, sir. This one is curved. This is the the monitor I'm looking at. You guys on is a very nice monitor. No, no, I keep going to thrift stores and trying to find really shitty monitors. The the other shit that I needed to be need to be done here in this setup. Here's your meme for the day. Looks a little weird because yeah, the monitor's a little warm. That's how you storm your government. What are we gonna talk about tonight? Uh, oh, we've got all kinds of Joe Biden news. A Obama official is going to tell us why he thinks Joe Biden is going to do good in 2024, but yet I have a lot of information that says that Joe Biden's not going to do so good in 2024. 
Biden was interrupted by Parkland victims, by a Parkland victim, while giving a speech. I believe this was earlier today. White House announced a a uh, mandate that doctors must provide abortion to save the life of a woman. This comes a day after they pissed off some activists with with some leak leaked statement about how they're not playing to the activists in the party that are out of out of line with mainstream Democrats. You'll you'll see. It's some more shit lib fucking double speak that isn't going to get any votes. It's just going to piss everybody off. That's what Joe Biden's good at doing. That's what the Joe Biden administration is good at doing. Everybody's pissed off at Joe Biden. I promise you, everybody's pissed off at Joe Biden. It's not just Joe Biden. Apparently, uh, 4chan users think that they have hacked Hunter Biden's iCloud or some shit like that. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about that one. Oh, and, uh, they say that Hunter Biden actually called Dr. Jill Biden a, a colorful expletive. Hunter is not the only one saying mean things about Dr. Jill Biden. The army has suspended a general. A tweet he made about the first lady. We're going to talk markets tonight. Talk markets, the job report. Some things aren't adding up for me. The jobs report for the month of June was really good. Yet the markets aren't doing really well. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to make sense of it. You know, it's something I've been paying attention to for the last couple months now. Think something is going to go on with the economy as we go in to the midterm elections. It's the economy, stupid. It's the economy. Also, I really like the color of this bandana, but you can't really tell it. It's like a a, a, a golden color. Can't tell because it's a pink light I have here. Yet it's it's showing up kind of red. Not I enough for this shit. We're going to talk about COVID. COVID cases continue to rise. In both the UK and the US, Warlord, tonight I took you into account. We're going to talk about COVID cases in the US and the UK. We're going to talk about the heat wave. It's not only sweeping the US, but the UK. Don't fret. Don't fret about that. Scientists at MIT think that they have the power to reverse climate change. Scientists at MIT think they have the power to reverse science change. Science change. Climate change. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? MIT trolling us. Yeah, I might have I might have made some new shit. We might if we've got time. We're gonna hear about uh, Jordan Peterson's grievances with Twitter. 
up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. We will see. We shall see, Jordan. Wanted to bring him out. What else we got to talk about? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna see the first images from the James Webb Space Telescope. I'm gonna show you a seal jiggling, wildfires raging in Yosemite National Park. The RNC is apparently very scared that Donald Trump is going to announce his run for the presidency in 2024. We're going to see what they're, what exactly they're scared about. Fearful, fearful is what it says. Trump was scheduled to have a rally this Friday in North Carolina, but uh, he's had to cancel it because he's going to be deposed. Not part of the January 6th hearings, which will be taking place tomorrow, where a violent extremist accused rioter uh, who warned of civil war will actually be testifying in front of the panel, so that should be fun. I should be here with you guys to stream that tomorrow afternoon, I believe it is. Late morning or, or afternoon, I'm not exactly sure what the time is. If we don't get the time when we get to the story... I will look it up on the C-SPAN schedule, which is subject to change. I really can't wait to talk about the Hunter Biden shit. It's going to be fun. Doubtful indeed. Doubtful indeed. But also, they could do wondrous things like show us the... Show us galaxies. Billions of years in the past, so... Oh God, what Ray, you can't just come in here and say that. Like what are they trying to do in Florida now? You wouldn't support you could say they are wanting to feed uh gay people to alligators in Florida. And I'd be like, Yeah, that sounds about right. That's that sounds about like the Republican policy at the moment. Come on, man. Exactly. There have been many. Too many to name. Oh, God. Trolls! Hey, Justin. Are you trolling? I was indeed trolling. I was indeed Me and Lady B were in his chat for his live stream. And we were indeed trolling. She was talking about how he couldn't go to McDonald's and get food during the pandemic or some shit. It was hilarious. Russell Wrong! Welcome! I'm so glad to see you again. I've missed you so much. Missed all you peoples. I'm very doubtful about the MIT story as well. But you know what's not doubtful? Do you know what's not doubtful? Not a day goes by (laughs) that we aren't talking about fucking mass shootings in this country. I don't even have a browser open. What the fuck? Boom. Starting off tonight, cops say two are dead, three wounded at four California 7-Eleven stores. 
Two people were killed and three wounded in shootings before dawn on Monday at four 7-Eleven stores in Southern California. And authorities said they were seeking a lone gunman in at least three of the shootings. Just another day in mass shooting, USA. The shootings appear to have occurred after robberies or attempted robberies at the four convenience stores on July 11th or 7-Eleven. A day when the national 7-Eleven brand is celebrating its 95th birthday by giving out free Slurpee drinks. You're not even safe going getting your free Slurpee from 7-Eleven on 7-Eleven. Immediately a cl- it wasn't immediately clear to investigators what prompted the shootings in the cities of Riverside, Santa Anta, Rhea, and La Habra, or why the violence occurred on July 11th. Clearly, uh, it, like I don't think it's a coincidence that the dude went to 7-Eleven on 7-Eleven. I think the only person to answer that would be the suspect, said Officer Ryan Relsback, a spokesperson for the Riverside Police Department, where the first shooting happened at about 1.50 a.m. There's no way it can be a coincidence of it being 7-11 and July 11th. No, no, it's not a coincidence, I don't believe. More weed indeed. I wonder if I could yell for Raymond. If I could get somebody to come in here and pack the bowl for me. Raymond! Oh my god, that's not that's not my that's not my scraper thingy. That's a stem. Pull the stem out of the ashtray. Pretty clear. I could just, I can go ahead and pack. They ain't high enough for this shit. Because what else I got to talk to you about? There was a gunfight in Kansas City last night. Well, fucking. Just another day <laughs> in mass shooting. USA, yeah, I'm just smoking the whole plant. I'm just stuffing the whole fucking thing down in the bong. A shooting at a Kansas City, Missouri bar Sunday left one person dead and five others injured. The incident began inside the Westport Ale House around 11 p.m. when multiple people engaged in a gunfight. Three off-duty police officers who were working security opened fire after multiple shots rang out. One person was pronounced dead at the hospital, while the five others are listed in stable condition. Love that music in the background. Many officers were injured, and an investigation is underway to determine how the incident unfolded. I don't give a shit if any of the officers were injured. Why did you feel the need to include that in your story? Just just because the fucking cops put that in the press release. Because they give a shit if they get injured or not. I don't give a fuck. 
No, well, actually, like, it's 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 the opposite way. No, I, I really give a fuck. I wish they would get injured. I'm sorry. Does that violate terms of service? Content warning fuckers. I'm not exactly uh, PG around here. I am not... Politically correct, as they like to say. Even though, even though Jordan Peterson would probably call me one of the one of the woke elites or woke moralists or whatever the fuck he says. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Nobody's trying to cancel you, motherfucker. Come down off your fucking cross. Oh yeah, I was trying not to cuss as much so I wouldn't get demonetized and I could make more money on the YouTube, but... I happen to be a woke moralist. I can't get rid of the video and actually read the story to you. One person was killed and five others injured. That was in the video. A mass casualty shooting was condemned by Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas. When interview on Monday with ABC affiliate news station. Let's see if we can get the interview. Cody, Missouri State Highway Patrol tells us that three off-duty police officers were working security here at Ale House off of Broadway in Westport when what authorities are calling a disturbance rang out overnight. They spilled out from the bar out into the street and officers say that's when shots were fired. Now, we do know from Missouri State Highway Patrol Sergeant Lowe that those three... That happened in uh, Knox County, Tennessee. A cop tried to shoot a fucking dog and shot their partner instead. I think the cop's fine, too. He was in the hospital for minor injuries, I believe. Now we've I've got some cop stories for you, but unfortunately, I couldn't go into them here tonight. We don't have enough time. We're going to do cop stories tomorrow night. Jordan Peterson is the one trying to cancel Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson wants to play victim. And that's one of the things about the right wing. They always talk about a victim culture mentality on the left. Bullshit, motherfucker. All you guys do is play victim. I've got a 12-minute video of Jordan Peterson just talking about how people were mean to him on Twitter. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Flash my man. Three off-duty officers began to return fire amid hearing those gunshots. MSHP says it's not clear this time if those officers' shots hit anyone, but we do know that six people were shot here in Westport overnight, one declared dead at the hospital. Those officers will be placed on the same leave that any officer. Would it be the cops that shot the people? Anytime that they are involved would it be the cops that killed somebody? You know it that would, wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, Broadway remains closed between 40th Street or 40th Terrace and 43rd Street, as well as several side streets uh, along Broadway. Police still on scene, along with Missouri State Highway Patrol troopers. Uh, we also want to let you know the officers involved, as well as the victims' identities, have not been, yet been released. But we'll, of course, let you know of any updates as they come into our newsroom. Reporting live at Westport this morning. I'm so there you go. Just two of the, I'm sure, many incidents that occurred 
here in the U.S. That was that was the most the the, the incidents with the highest body counts. Another day in mass shooting USA. Now I'm gonna have to. Now I'm gonna be bringing you shooting stories every night just so I can use that graphic. Specifically focusing on the many fucking mass shootings we have in this country. It's outlandish. Now to the other scourge sweeping the nation. A new dominant Omicron strain in the U.S. is driving up cases and reinfections. Much of the pandemic, the only silver lining to come down with a case of COVID-19, to coming down with a case of COVID-19, was that you likely wouldn't catch it again for a while, though there isn't exactly a definitive answer on how long that period immunity typically lasts. Not everybody develops antibodies, I believe. I've seen people have it multiple times now throughout the, what, two and a half years now? Two real years. Two real... I didn't know anybody that had it. Well, no, I take that back. I know some people that had it early on in the pandemic. They lived in, in, in major metropolitan areas. But I didn't like, you know, it wasn't common people getting it around me until it, it got to like the end of the summer, fall of the first year. And then I knew a lot of people getting the COVID. Increasingly, however, more people appear to be contracting the virus multiple times in relatively quick succession. As another Omicron subvariant sweeps through the U.S., the BA5 variant is now the most dominant strain of COVID 19 in the country, according to the CDC. While it's hard to get an exact count given how many people are taking rapid tests at home, there are indications that both reinfections and hospitalizations are increasing. For example, 31,000 people across the U.S. are currently hospitalized with the virus, with admissions up 4.5% compared to a week ago. We are almost 5% up from just a week ago. Data from New York State shows that reinfections started trending upwards again in late June. Dr. Bob Watcher, the chair of the Department of Medicine at the University of California, San Francisco, says BA.5 is a highly transmissible and manages to at least partially sidestep some of the the immunity people may have from prior infections and vaccinations. Not only is it more infectious, but your prior immunity doesn't count for as much as it used to, he explains. And that means that the old saw that I just had covid a month ago and so i have covid immunity superpowers i'm not going to get it again that no longer holds so just how worried should you be especially if you're vaccinated and taking precautions like wearing masks and crowds here's what some public health experts make of the latest surge is ba.5 more dangerous so far there's no evidence that this variant causes more serious illness though it is possible And infectious uh, disease experts say that even though new infections are on the rise, the impact of BA5 is unlikely to be on the scale of the surge we saw last winter, in part because the country is better equipped to manage it. The U.S. is averaging about 300 deaths a day compared to 3,000 last winter. Dr. Anna Durbin, a professor at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, says the combination of prior infections and vaccinations is still protective and COVID-19 treatments are better. Most people have some underlying immunity that is helpful in fighting the virus, she explains. 
We have antivirals, and I think that because of that, we're not seeing a rise in deaths, and that's very reassuring. It tells me that even this virus, the BA5, is not so divergent that it's escaping all arms of the immune system. Are there long-term consequences for people who get multiple or who get COVID-19 multiple times? Findings of a preprint study published in June suggest that people who get sick multiple times may indeed have a higher risk of long COVID symptoms. Dr. Zayed Al-Ali, a clinical epidemiologist at Washington University in St. Louis, looked at thousands of cases of reinfection and saw a wide range of problems in the months that followed. Certain respiratory conditions, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, brain fog, and other conditions, including metabolic disease, cardiac disease, kidney disease, and diabetes. Altogether, we've concluded that reinfection contributes to additional risk. So even if you're vaccinated, it's absolutely best to avoid reinfection. Study published last week in the journal Cell concludes that repeat uh, repeat infections likely. Researchers studied blood samples from people who had been vaccinated and boosted, and they found that they had a reduced ability to neutralize the BA5 virus compared to prior subvariants BA1 and BA2. In addition, blood from people who had breakthrough infections from BA1 also showed reduced neutralization, suggesting that repeat Omicron infections are likely in the population, the authors concluded. So, what can people do to protect themselves? There are steps you can take to reduce your exposure to the virus, like masking up in crowded indoor spaces. Uh, There's a tip to how to uh, up your mask game, apparently. Word! Drake, what is going on? If you are interested in upping your mask game, you're not already sporting the N95 or KN95 take a look at that article plus children under the age of five are finally eligible to get vaccinated you already have plans to travel or attend gatherings this summer check out these tips for protecting yourself outdoors improving indoor airflow and what to do if you get sick while on vacation i would suggest that you try to avoid travel if you can like to take some kind of trip go out to the woods near you I would highly recommend it, virtual wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Does that mean I went out today? Did I mask? No, I didn't. Vaccinated. I'm boosted. Hey, the, I'm, I'm just relaying the information. Also, I'm in an area with high transmission. I should probably mask up, but unfortunately... Like so many other things that I used to own, I no longer have my box of like 50 surgical masks. And I'd only gone through about half. Only only used about half of them during the pandemic. And of that half, probably half of those were ones that socks attacked. He loved it. He was my, I've got a cat that's an anti-masker. Here is a CNN piece about the changing of vaccines to meet the needs of the different variants. (laughs) 
you right know, now. virtual raw. That's pretty much when I stopped masking. It was in the spring. I got a booster. I quit masking. And the boosters, and possibly more boosters. The company is forging ahead with an Omicron-specific vaccine. But scientists have been working on what could be a better solution. The urgent need of a universal coronavirus vaccine. It's just what it sounds like. A vaccine that covers the circulating virus, yes, but also future variants. Why cancel Justin? Why cancel Justin? potentially other types of coronaviruses as well. That means not only targeting SARS-like viruses, but then targeting MERS-like viruses, or then also targeting cold viruses. Kevin Saunders is the director of research here at the Duke Human Vaccine Institute one of the many groups racing to create a universal vaccine. What we try to do is really target a specific part of the virus, for, for instance, that we know is its Achilles heel. Now remember, viruses mutate all the time. So the trick is to find a stable part of the virus, a part that doesn't really change from one variant to the next, a common denominator. Saunders calls it a conserved site. Creating antibodies to that is one path to a universal vaccine. So typically that's a place where the virus is binding to a specific protein on the... Uh, I've just assumed targeting. we're going to have different vaccines every no year. Every, but like, a the weird thing about COVID was infected with is like, you, like it's surging now. And you know, like I let down my guard because, you know, warm weather tends to tamp down on infections, tamps down on the amount of time that you're actually, you know, around people indoors. So uh, you've got to wonder if it is getting more infectious just because, like, peak time that people are outdoors. Maybe, maybe they're indoors because it's so fucking hot and they're indoors running their air conditioning. Because once again, we are going to talk about the the heat wave sweeping not just this country, but the UK. I'm going to make that shirt. I'm just like, I've been, I've been, I've been working on other stuff like this graphic. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? Always, always. Oh, but I need, to, I need to go make that shirt. Because it's, it's an easy shirt to make, too. the way back in 2003. What is DH-1047? The antibody DH-1047 um, is, is an antibody that we found from a SARS-CoV-1 infected individual. 17 years later, in 2020, in the midst of the current outbreak, they found DH-1047 was also protective against COVID. Protective against a virus that didn't even exist when these antibodies were first made. And so we took that antibody as a template to say, there must be some site that's common between SARS-CoV-1 and SARS-CoV-2, and let's figure that out. Then we would know that needs to be in the vaccine. There are a number of pan-coronavirus vaccine strategies in the works, but unlike the mRNA vaccines we've come to know, at Duke, they're working on something called a nanoparticle vaccine. There's multiple- Whoa, nanoparticle vaccine. Think of it like a soccer ball with tiny proteins stuck to the surface, each resembling a key conserved site of the virus's spike protein. So far in primates, the vaccine appears to work. And now, a similar vaccine developed by military scientists has already made it into early human trials. But as exciting as this science is, it's going to take time. 
and patience. I don't want anyone to think that pan-coronavirus vaccines are literally around the corner in a month or two. It's going to take years to develop. Much of the work being done today on COVID is built on the back of similar research on other viruses, influenza, HIV. We've been working on an HIV vaccine now for almost 30 years uh, here at Duke. And HIV is one of the most rapidly evolving life forms on Earth. That's because HIV mutates much faster. And that's one reason why Dr. Barton Haynes thinks developing a universal vaccine for coronaviruses may be easier. Developing that platform for HIV over the last five years allowed this to happen when the need arose very quickly. The most challenging part is that the the virus is always changing. How do you predict what's coming in the future so that your vaccine can be effective against it? And he's not just talking about coronaviruses that are infecting humans right now, but also novel ones that could still spill over from animals. Ones we don't even know about yet. That's the type of vaccines we're going to need in order to prevent the next pandemic. Neato. I enjoyed that. I'm glad we glad we watched that. I didn't even put it on there for that reason. Much awaited summer lull in coronavirus cases doesn't appear to be happening as COVID-19 infections continue to increase in much of the United States. An earlier rise in cases this year was driven by the BA2 Omicron subvariant. Now the CDC uh, is reporting that two other subvariants, BA4 and BA5, constitute more than 70% of new infections. The current COVID-19 trends indicate that there is another surge of cases in the United States. The answer, according to Dr. Leanna Wynn, I'm not sure this would be called another surge because the numbers didn't really come down from the previous rise. In the winter, from December of 2021 to about February of 2022, we saw a huge surge in cases from the original Omicron subvariant. There was a small lull, then BA2 came. Along with that rise in cases, now BA4 and BA5 are displacing previous Omicron subvariants and are causing most of the infections in the U.S. Many places are seeing an increase in infections from a high baseline of cases. As I said, the U.K. also seeing a wave. We're usually about six weeks behind what's going on. UK top COVID symptom and patients revealed by new data as infections surge across the UK. A total of 2.3 million people are estimated to have the, had the virus. The latest figures show. The five show. most common symptoms associated with the Omicron variant include runny nose, fatigue, which... I think we're all pretty familiar with the symptoms. Infections in the UK have jumped by more than half a million, with the rise likely to be driven by the latest Omicron variants hospital, which I wonder if they're still going to be ahead of us because we we currently have the same surge going on. Are we intermingled enough where we're going to be experiencing surges around the world at the same time as opposed to us being about six weeks behind what's going on in Israel and the UK? Hospital numbers are also continuing to increase with early signs of a rise in intensive care admissions among older age groups. A total of 2.3 million people in private households are estimated to have had the virus last week, up 32% from a week earlier. We were only up about 5%. UK up 32%, but also... They probably have much more accurate reporting thanks to the fact that they have fucking health care. 
Just gonna point that out. So it is possible that our numbers are actually up 32%. We just don't fucking know. The more, the more uh, accurate reading here in the United States is when they measure the wastewater. This is the highest estimate for total infection since late April, but it's still some way below the record high of 4.9 million seen at the peak of the Omicron BA2 wave at the end of March. New report from COVID analysis app Zoe shows a headache has become the most reported symptom. Headache. That is, that is not good. Also, I bring up COVID. Uh, I didn't. I didn't actually grab stories on this, but Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, has COVID. One of our favorite representatives here on this show, Representative Katie Porter, has COVID. It is once again running wild through our government. And Trump's just gallivanting around the country having all these rallies and shit. Hold on, I didn't even put the I didn't even put Trump dies of COVID on here yet. Oh. Trump did not get boosted. He had been vaccinated, but he did not get boosted. He had the COVID a very long time ago. I've got to go get the graphic here. Hold on. But it's ripping through the country again, just like he is with his rallies. RB, hold on. Hold on. I'll totally hit it. Oh, God, I don't even see it. No wonder I didn't have it on here. I don't, I don't, I don't see it in my folder. Well, fuck. Got a lot of videos about Trump, apparently. Here we go. Trump dies of COVID watch. Since he's gallivanting around the country, and it seems to be reinfecting and killing old people, we are back on Trump dies of COVID watch. I made that graphic when he actually got the COVID. <laughs> I really like it too. Had to keep Trump breaking it back dies out. Of COVID watch. Which weed indeed, don't mind if I do. If you're gonna be out in public, you should definitely around people, you should definitely get vaccinated. 
I didn't so much feel the urgency to get vaccinated back when, um, back when I was, you know, not around anybody. I was just in my apartment by myself most of the time, and Sparkles was the only person I saw. But the reason I really wanted to go get vaccinated was because I, I, I can't get on here on this show and tell everybody that they should get vaccinated. That the data says that you should get vaccinated. And not I myself go get vaccinated. So I, I, I got vaccinated as well as boosted. Because I'm not going to get on here and tell anybody to do anything I'm not going to go do myself. I didn't go get it when it was first available to me because you know, I wanted to let everybody that wanted one go get one. Let it. I'll let the. I'll let the queue clear out because I'm not around anybody. So I got. I got my first dose in like the beginning of May last year, and then I got the second dose in June. Then I got the booster in like April, maybe the beginning of May. Rising COVID cases in China. Raised threat of lockdowns rattling Chinese markets. So we're already facing a crunch because of the last set of lockdowns that China imposed. The the impending food shortage that we're coming up on. Uh, this fall is going to be wild, guys. I'm I'm just telling you. That's one of the reasons why, I like, I keep I keep wanting to look at financial stories. Because there's something there, something's happening, something's bubbling. Investors watch wearily for signs of another sudden clampdown after appearance of Omicron subvariant BA5. China's COVID-19 cases are rising at the fastest pace since late May, unnerving investors weary of a repeat of Shanghai's two-month lockdown, which snarled global supply chains and sank hopes that the country would reach Beijing's economic growth targets. More than 2,300 locally transmitted cases have been reported nationwide in the past seven days, with infections again on the rise in the commercial and manufacturing powerhouse of Shanghai, albeit from a low base. The central province of Anhui, a producer of steel, autos, and computers, is the worst affected, though new daily cases appear to be falling, with just 39 on Monday, down from a peak of 292 more than a week ago. Cases have also surged in neighboring Jiangsu and Shandong provinces. Chinese leader Xi Jinping, or Pooh Bear, had lauded the effectiveness of the nation's zero-COVID policies in containing outbreaks driven by the highly infectious Omicron variants, which other countries have failed to keep in check. But given that only five of the 31 provincial-level regions have reported zero cases in Shanghai's lockdown, officially ended on June 1st, preventing another outbreak without severe damage to the economy will be a daunting challenge. Okay, Warlord, that seems like a wild fucking story. But I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I don't, also don't know who that is. They we're talking about COVID. Thank you, thank you, sir. You always do such a good job. 
Speaking of jobs, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. The jobs report that came out on Friday was far better than anyone expected. If the jobs report is better than anyone expected, why, and you're going to see it, you're going to see it in stories published today. I'm getting ready to show them to you. Why are they still talking about a recession? What in the fuck is going on here? Despite a strong labor market, recession fears are growing as the Fed aggressively raises interest rates to bring down inflation. Despite a strong labor market. What an odd thing to say. Employers added 372,000 jobs in June, continuing a streak of strong job gains that have bolstered the U.S. economic recovery. Unemployment rate remained unchanged at 3.6%, where it has held steady since March, according to the monthly Labor Department report released on Friday. The rate is only slightly above its pre-pandemic level, which was at a 50-year low. Today's report just reiterates that the labor market is a bright spot in the recovery, said Daniel Zhao, a senior economist at the career site Glassdoor. Even though we've had uh, we've heard recession fears and other concerns, the labor market continues to plow forward. Even with the robust labor market recovery, fears of a recession have grown as the Federal Reserve aggressively raises interest rates in an attempt to cool consumer demand and bring down high inflation. The worry is that businesses will respond to more expensive borrowing costs by reducing production and laying off workers, which could push the economy into a recession. Although the June numbers were higher than forecasters expected, there are signs that hiring could be starting to cool. Job gains in June slowed compared to levels seen earlier in the year. The economy gained an average of about 470,000 jobs per month from January to May. Job openings in May dipped slightly for a second straight month month to 11.3 million according to a labor department report released on wednesday although that number is still well above pre-pandemic levels might be evidence that the labor market is slowing modestly zhao said but it's still coasting at a good speed job gains in april and may were revised down slightly totaling a combined 74,000 fewer jobs than previously reported Wages continued to climb in June, although growth has slowed in recent months. Average household or average hourly earnings in June rose by 5.1% from a year earlier, down from 5.2% in the year through May. Average wage growth hasn't kept up with the fast pace of inflation, but a slowdown in growth could be reassuring for Fed officials who are closely watching for signs that rapid pay increases are driving up inflation. Why is it why is it always rapid pay increases for the bottom that drive inflation and not the rapid increases we've seen in corporate pay in the last 30 years? What the fuck is up with that? Bro, 
Robust job gains could add pressure on the Fed to continue with its aggressive rate hikes. Central banks officials have said they're poised to raise interest rates by either 0.5 or 0.75 percentage points at the Fed's next meeting later this month. That would follow its last rate hike in June when the central bank raised rates by 0.75 percentage points, the biggest increase since 1994. If I remember my history correctly, 1994, where if they raised interest rates, we went into a boom period shortly after. Jobs report could put some recession fears to rest. I doubt it. I doubt it. See what the Wall Street Journal has to say. After stocks closed lower today, stocks in lower ahead of inflation data, earnings season. Twitter shares drop after Elon Musk. I didn't want to talk about Elon Musk again tonight. Fuck Elon. Thought to pull out of his takeover deal, which was never going to happen in the first place. U.S. stocks fell to start the week as investors prepared for fresh inflation data and corporate earnings that could influence the Federal Reserve's path for interest rate increases. All three major indexes opened lower, regained some ground, and then lost steam into the close. The S&P 500 fell 44.95 points, or 1.2%. Greed! That is exactly right. But some people, some people would have you believe that it's the woke moralists that are fucking everything up for everybody else. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. He's a funny, funny man. We're going to get to him here in a little bit. Uh, BlackRock. Do you guys know about BlackRock? Do I, need, do I need to give a primer on who BlackRock is? You guys are smart. BlackRock owns a piece of fucking everything. They're one of these... There's one of these investment firms that just literally own a piece of every goddamn thing. Specialize in a lot of uh, defense contracting shit, but they've really got into real estate and housing in the last little bit. World's largest asset manager just cut its outlook for the stock market. All eyes now turn to new inflation data out this week ahead of the FOMC meeting later this month with recession concerns lingering. Here to dissect what's in store for the U.S. economy is Deutsche Bank Chief U.S. Economist Matthew Lazzetti joining us on the phone today. Why would I give a shit what somebody from Deutsche Bank thinks? It sort of feels like when you look at where the markets have been moving, good news is bad news for investors right now. At least that's what we saw with the jobs report on Friday. Uh, What are we likely to see come Wednesday? Sure. First, thanks so much for having me. Uh, as, as you noted, I think last week... I don't know, guys. It kind of seems like they're openly declaring class war on their media. Data ...during the earlier portions of the week, which showed the economy not slowing as much as feared, I think, with the ISM services uh, indicator in particular. This week, I think, is, is all about inflation on, on Wednesday in the CPI report. 
And on that front, we're expecting another strong inflation print. We're expecting core CPI to rise 0.6% month on month. Because that's, that's what they're doing. They're showing all the shit that's good for us, the little people. The little peons in this country. They're openly saying this good news is bad news for us. They are declaring a class war against us on their media here on Yahoo Finance. Front, we're expecting another strong inflation print. We're expecting core CPI to rise 0.6% month on month. Headline inflation to rise uh, more than 1% month on month. That likely pushes the year over year rate close to 9%. And so for a market that has been uh, dealing with certainly recession fears, I think this week will be renewed fears about elevated inflation that began on Wednesday. Yeah, I guess the question, Matthew, uh, just like the jobs report we got on Friday, is going to be, well, that's sort of a lagging, you know, that we're looking backwards here with the data. Where are we right now? I've been looking at your notes here, talking about CPI pushing higher to 9%. If that's what we saw in the previous month, where do you think we are today? And are we starting to see the peak? Yes, I think you you are. Uh, Certainly from a headline inflation perspective, with the decline in oil and gas prices, that should be very helpful in bringing down headline inflation going forward. But I think what the Fed and what the market should be focused on is core inflation, and then specifically within that, the persistent items that will tell us where uh, inflation is going over the coming months. Within that, I think rental inflation is the most important. And it's uh, weird that, uh, like, even Fox News is, like, framing. Uh, And if you get another strong print there, it's really evidence of broad-based. Framing gas prices. Hold on, like, let me find that. Underlying inflation pressures in the U.S. economy at a time where very clearly growth is slowing. Right, uh, I need this I browser. The Fed in a bind. So far, we've heard them remain hawkish. We think they continue to, with a 75 basis point rate hike at the end of this month. But later this year, it could be quite difficult for them if inflation remains elevated and the labor market begins to weaken. Yeah, I mean, everything you're pointing to, you know, some would argue, suggests that, you know, the Fed's rate hikes here have not necessarily had the intended impact yet. I mean, how, how do you assess that? And is that 75 basis point enough? It certainly had the intended impact, I think, within some of the, the sectors and growth indicators. So, for example, the housing market and activity has clearly showed materially, given what's happened with mortgage rates, financial conditions have tightened significantly. Uh, certainly equity markets are down, credit spreads have widened, and the dollar has strengthened. So all of that, I think, has has had the intended consequences of slowing forward-looking growth momentum. I think the difficulty is that it takes a long time for that to filter through into the core inflation data. And in fact, Fed research shows that what up, Scott Comets? Monetary policy, at least for a period of time, rental inflation. What's going on? Buying those who want to buy a home. Then good evening. And so I think we're in a period here where, from the market and the Fed, it's a really difficult one to disentangle. One, how much how how much is the economy slowing in the near term versus how much is inflation slowing in the near term? And I think on balance, it just keeps the Fed hawkish for the coming month. And those recession fears that continue to loom there, I guess there's a debate here. Recession um, fears. Say, look, we're already in a recession. And where? Okay, so here is Fox News is now concerned that gas prices are falling too fast. I shit you not. After after bashing Biden nonstop for for gas prices, Fox News is going to say that they're now falling too fast.
Or Cam Reed for people with. Oh shit! It blocked my it blocked my ad blocker. Well, here's the thing: is like I just our our jobs data is good. The economy is strong. If you're a worker right now, I don't know what these people are upset about, unless they're just openly declaring class warfare on us, which kind of seems like what's going on. On again, <laughs> and the rest probably don't. That is stunning. By the way, on gas prices, I found it curious. I was at a lacrosse tournament up in Wilmington, Delaware, over the weekend. In Delaware and Northern Maryland, regular gas is about anywhere from four fifty-five to four eighty a gallon. So the price is beginning to creep back down. It is. It is. And uh, the point was made over the weekend, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal, that gas prices are actually coming back down historically faster with the price of oil than usual. And it just goes to show you what... In the- By the way, that's not fucking true at all. Like, you saw the price of a barrel. It was like a, it was like a $105 a barrel right now. Last time it was around $105 a barrel. Gas was 33% cheaper than it is now. So what, what, what she's saying just fundamentally is not true. Credible. I mean, if, it's, if it's falling historically fast, it's because we've been historically gouged. And it's just coming back to equilibrium to the way it should fucking be. Risk. Uh, reward calculation has to happen on the part of those small, independently owned, most of them, mom and pop gas stations. It's a struggle for all of them. Yeah, still a long way from three fifty-five a gallon, but you know. Congratulations on the new job, Scott Cummings. Hey, they can't find peace and privacy even at their own homes. They can't enjoy dinner with the family without being. Cha- I don't care. I don't care that Brett Kavanaugh can't enjoy his dinner at Morton's high-priced fucking steakhouse. Now, I've never ate at a Morton's. I don't know if it's worth it. Maybe it is, but I do know that you're gonna go pay fifty goddamn dollars for a steak. I don't give a shit that he doesn't find comfort in a Morton Steakhouse. You'll notice that we have not done that story here on the Troll Patrol. Oh, yeah, Cesaro Fields. Fucking Mitch McConnell going off about how like, people floss with cash because of their stimulus checks. What the fuck are you talking about? What stimulus check? That wasn't that wasn't even that wasn't even this January. That was last January, you bitch. A year and a half, the money that we got a year and a half, the thousand dollars we got a year and a half ago, a rich asshole, dude, like, it's like the, uh, the Arrested Development thing, you know, it's one banana, Michael, how much could it cost, ten dollars? You have no fucking clue about anything. And Fox News has just straight up become fucking propaganda. If you guys haven't noticed, like as if it wasn't always, but it's gone completely mask off. It doesn't even try to to parade itself as any kind of like journalistic endeavor. Let me go to Facebook over here. Let me show you an example of exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking, uh, you know, like, Their commentary has always been fucked up. 
but they used to have a news organization that did actual news. You could read their news articles that they would post on social media, and they would be, like, factual. Go, let's go to Fox. But, I mean, now it is just, just straight-up fucking bullshit. Every, every, uh, every post is slanted. And that's cool. They, they, they ruined my ability, which I'm sure you guys have all seen the picture. I'm going to show it to you later on tonight. See, it's just like, we've got quotes from Kellyanne Conway. We just we just put a quote from Ken, straight up put a quote from a propagandist and, and call that a post on social media. Our greatest needs are spiritual, Reverend, Reverend Franklin Graham. That's not this. That's not news. That's not news in any way. Once upon a time, they actually had a news department in the 2020 election their election coverage department they called it they were the first ones to call Arizona for Joe Biden and they were right and the dude that made that decision got fired for it he got fired for it like Fox News was good at doing news the news department was and even now, like I'm sure you guys saw the the piece about the family that had the trans kid. That it was like we're a conservative family. We go to church. This is how Jesus made. Like it was like it was a really heartwarming piece, and a lot of right wingers lost their shit about it. That was good journalism. Fox is capable of doing good journalism, but they're just like their social media is just. It's straight up propaganda. There's nothing else you can call it. I can't wait to do the Hunter Biden stories. Guys, guys, guys. If you just got here, I've got I've got the I've got Hunter Biden on tap. We're gonna talk about that shortly. I can't I can't fucking wait. I can't wait to talk about the Hunter Biden. Well, let's let's talk about his daddy before we do that. You know what? We're going to do that after we get back from a commercial break. Yeah, I'm trying to time those to where like if you're watching on Twitch and you're not subbed a commercial break during those commercial all for the next hour they take care of like two or three hours worth of commercials trying to look out for you also lets me break up the podcast audio because the podcast the podcast audio can't be more than like an hour Two hours, or too big of a file for the podcast. It's a whole thing. Oh shit! I I 
I forgot I promised new memes every time I come back from commercial. Fuck. Let me go back in time here. Let me see. Let me see what I got further down in the in the in the in the files. Meme. I love Doctor Phil. Meme. The only place I wear a disguise to is Cole's department store. It's just because they caught me taking whole pics in the fitting room. Bill. <laughs> I love Doctor like it. I think the I think the page is like cash Doctor Phil outside. <laughs> oh, I love funny meme pages. I run a I run a page. It's non-political. You can you can follow Justin Freakin on the Facebook and Justin Freakin posts political memes and shit. Political memes, sex memes, shit like that. F shit that fits in with my personality. But if you follow uh, people of social media, or on the page people of social media, it is not political. Oh, fucking Tones! Tones! How was your trip? How are you feeling today? How was work? I am very interested to know... Uh, to know how you got through the day. Man, I live in a glass house. I shouldn't. I shouldn't throw. I shouldn't throw stones because I live in a glass house. Is that what you're trying to say? Not exactly sure. Get on Twitch, you get on YouTube, I'd, wherever you're most comfortable. Tones, that's where I want you. That's where I, you can be on Trovo, you can be on DLive. Apparently, I'm going to get limited with the options that I have come the end of the month. I, I, I'm not going to throw tones. I will not throw tones would be wrong of me to throw tones. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to talk about the Biden family. We're going to talk about all the people that hate Joe Biden. Uh, spoiler alert, it's young people that hate him the most. We're going to hear an Obama-era official defend Joe Biden and his 2024 prospects. Then we're going to talk about Trump. <laughs> Dick fart. What's up, Porg? Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. We'll see, won't we, Jordy? What's up, Tones? Hey, Justin. Are you trolling? Tones on the Twitch. introspective and pensive I know exactly what you mean 
I've had I've had those those kinds of trips. Oh, penis. I don't know. I don't know if Porg is actually commenting on the on the conversations going on, or is just saying uh, hilarious phrases. I love you, Porg. Jordy P is an incredibly tough guy. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. You want to hear from Jordy Pete? You want to hear from Jordy Pete before we, uh... It didn't really fit in anywhere uh, else on on the list. I put it at the end. So alpha. He's pissed at Twitter. So we've got like a 13 and a half minute rant about his grievances with Twitter. Why Twitter is insane, it says. Before diving into this topic, I've got to clarify something. I am reading some of the pieces that I'm producing, and that means that these are things that I wrote. The reason I'm doing that rather than speaking extemporaneously... Oh my God, Borg! Interestingly dumb opinions. Then I have to choose my words with the undue care that writing allows. And I suppose that has the disadvantage that's associated with reading something rather than speaking off the cuff. But the advantage of precision... Did he just say, like, he's, he's getting upset that he has to read something? I don't fucking... What the fuck is this dude on about? I care. So today I'm going to talk... Uh, Not I'm high enough for the shit. ...that I entitled, Why Twitter is Insane. It is often said that social media is driving us out of our minds, individually and collectively. Is this true? And if so, how and why... I think it's driving you out of your mind, you stupid fuck. Recently wrote a hard-hitting article showing that use of certain forms of social media, particularly by girls just entering adolescence, was directly and causally associated with higher rates of depression and depression-related symptoms since the early to mid-2010s. I had been thinking along broadly similar lines, particularly with regard to Twitter and how its incentives are structured compared to those that characterize healthy human interaction. Oh, it's another one of those where we're going to we're going to talk about capitalism, but we're not actually going to get mad at capitalism or the system or anything. Of those deliberations. A thought experiment. We're going to get mad at Imagine the products of the of the system. You learned a particular pattern of communication in your family, one that when used on others triggered a passive or even outright and like I, I find I find their attacks on Twitter especially grating because Twitter kind of like it evens the it evens the playing field it lets people gang up on on Jordy Pete it lets Keffel's fucking ratio people all the smoky 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 Go up here? Do you want to say hey? 
Apparently not. Apparently not. He wanted to get behind the monitor and he wanted to fuck shit up. Yeah, damn it. I don't remember. I was on a rant and it was good, but like, I don't remember what it was. Resistance. By definition, the unusual method of communication you had been taught, one that did not generalize well to the broader social environment, would characterize you, at least as far as society is concerned, as insane. Now, let's ask, how does you are insane, sir? Family differ from the real world in how it requires us to communicate with each other? How does it make us, too, insane? The first way is in the manner in which it bypasses the traditional means for measuring the quality of communication. In the real world, high volume communication is extremely costly, requiring... This dude lives on Twitter. And he's trying to tell us about the pitfalls and the downfalls of Twitter. Next, he's going to give us a message about how benzos are bad for your brain. Nah, shit, Sherlock. You're, you're, the, you're the addict here. You're the addict. Jesus, Jordy P. Hard to establish credibility. Why otherwise we'll would large numbers of people food. want to read or listen to you? and access to the wealth necessary for such communication, either directly through personal accumulation or by proxy, such as a contractual arrangement with a publishing house. Twitter casts these limitations asunder. The consequence of this demolition- I love the word asunder. Vital regulation is multiplied by the fact that Twitter provides universal access to each of its users' hard-won personal networks. The second way is how anyone, regardless of competence or social status, can comment to anyone else's entire network of followers merely by commenting on something the latter posted. He literally is saying, I got made fun of on Twitter, my friends saw it, and I feel bad about it. I'm going to go throw a fit. Oh my god. How does anybody fall for this motherfucker? That same commenter, therefore, can access all those who have chosen to follow, not them, but the target of their, say, insult and derision, without having demonstrated any of the competence necessary to have attracted such attention on their own. This democratization of communication enables a parasitism completely divorced from competence. It massively inflates noise. Tones is having a, uh, a fun beginning of the week. It's usually so a weekend activity. Developed ...to shield us from incessant racket in the real world. The third way Twitter breaks the norms of standard human interaction is the zero cost and even potential benefit it imposes on those who engage in flagrant ethical misconduct. It facilitates the implied moral elevation. I could name so many things that you've engaged in that can be classified as unethical conduct. Sir, sir, you have zero self-awareness. I wish you could learn to feel embarrassment. 
up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. I don't want to cancel you. You're the gift that keeps on giving, Jordy Pete. You provide you provided me with many hours of entertainment via via the fact that I've watched so much of your shit via Echoplex Media. Is <laughs> it's hierarchical bullshit. He's like, I want to be up on the hierarchy. I'm one of the morally superior ones. Look me. That accrues to the accuser who adopts the position of virtuous judge merely by formulating an accusation, however vague, ill-founded, and scurrilous. In the same vein, there is no cost for insults, ad hominem attacks, and provocative statements. Okay, it's like, okay, on social media, so many people use ad hominem wrong. If you're talking to somebody on Twitter, almost certainly, like, ad hominem does not apply. Please, please don't ever use the word ad hominem. Right-wingers love to pull that fucking shit out all the time. Ad hominem is when you use a, a personal insult as supporting evidence in an actual argument. So it has a specific structure. So it's like, X is wrong because X is stupid. That's an ad hominem. You've, you, you've used a, a, a personal attack as supporting evidence. So if I explain all the reasons why Jordy Pete is absurd and then calling call him a steaming pile of donkey shit, that's not an ad hominem. I didn't commit ad hominem. I, I explained my rationale and called him a steaming pile of donkey shit. Which is well within my rights. What he is getting up... Like, these are the free speech warriors over here. And this motherfucker is getting upset that people are exercising their free speech. That's all this is about. Angry old religious fascist man. People can hide behind... He would tell you he's not he's not religious. He'd also well, tell you he's not fascist. If possible, even more brazenly. Too often, therefore, the median stimulates a reactive rage as it denies even to competent users that's you you're projecting traditionally granted to them you're the one that has a reactive rage by what you see on fucking twitter self-defense the mob can say all about you or your thoughts online despite your hard-earned reputation and there is any member of what can far they can make fun of me despite the fact that I'm a doctor that taught at a university. Oh my god. They can mock my ideas. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. <laughs> the right to free speech for me, but not for thee. They want, exactly, they want dominance on the platforms. They want to be able to say whatever the fuck they want, not be challenged. This is a privileged old white man. He's full of fucking shit. Or to easily become a mob can level any accusation, no matter how slanderous, against anyone at all, for any reason. And there is little or nothing that the target can do in response. 
perhaps most worrisome of all. Yes, there is little or nothing. We I want to I want to show you some social media interaction between myself. This is this is my personal account though. So you will not recognize the name. I can find it here. This is this is on a Matt Walsh article from 14 hours ago. There's not that many comments. This should make you feel good. That Matt Walsh is not getting that many interactions on his post. But up yours woke moralists. We're getting so much play out of this 14 hours ago. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. If it wasn't for psychological projection and malignant narcissism, there would be no leftists. God damn. Right wingers are more. You watched a Jordan Peterson video and thought someone else was a malignant narcissist, I said. Laughing my ass off. Justin Muffins, who is a top fan of Matt Walsh. <laughs> Psychological projection is insidious. I commented back the irony of your comment. And uh, Mr. Mancino here uh, said was apparently lost on you. And I said, it's apparently lost on you what I'm laughing about. Oh, I love this. The IQ test here. Oh, man. Can I not fucking see it? Oh, no. I want to like it was it was stupid fucking shit. I don't, I don't know why I can't see it. Maybe he deleted the comment or some shit. What was your score? Size these away in. Zero correct. Wow. Are you uh, let outdoors unattended? Well, sometimes sparkles would come over and walk me. You're right. Scott Adams test. Let me see if I can find it here. I mean, I I, re, I respond. I am not seeing the picture that he sent me. But it was like, you believe Russiagate. You blah, 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 blah. My response was, here's the thing, kiddo. I cover politics for a living. When you say something like a Russia collusion hoax, I need to know specific claims you're making because I've read the Mueller report and the Senate Intelligence Committee report, and I doubt they say what you what you think they say. And this is why I call right-wingers fucking morons. Uh, Scott Adams was the dude that created Dilbert or some shit, wasn't he? I can't see the other meme that he responded with, and I'm just like, God, right-wingers are fucking idiots. Because they are. I just wanted to point out, I just wanted to point out that Jordan Peterson is the definition of a malignant narcissist. Look at this shit. Is the fact that this incited rage bleeds over 
into the real world. All the impotent anger generated is externalized away from the social network and dispersed. Thus, the ambient emotional temperature of general society is raised degree by degree to the boiling He just needs to go outside and touch some grass. This is literally... We know this literally the, the man this was made the phrase was made for go outside and touch some grass could expose one group to Twitter for half an hour another randomly established to another social media network and a third if desired to a reading task all study participants could then be assigned say a competitive aggression research task to determine if Twitter exposure heightens the proclivity to respond in kind with punishment to provocation. I believe that Twitter's reward structure, even more than Facebook's, incentivizes malignant... Morgan, what did you get here? Did I say hey to you? Did I say hey to Dustin? I love you guys. ...free riding and prioritizes psychopathic motivation. And it garners disproportionate attention in doing so, capitalizing... Ray, meat cakes, I don't think that I don't think... Well, I don't think I said hey to meat cakes. Yes, uh, Jordan Peterson was on with fucking uh, Crystal and Kyle. That was wild. I I did not I did not enjoy watching that. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Kyle. Like I like I like Kyle, all right. Um, but like, <sighs> I won't get into it. I won't get into it. I can't do any more Jordan Peterson. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. We will see, won't we? We gotta do we gotta do Joe Biden. We're doing fun shit now. I think, maybe. No. This show is doom and gloom. We don't do fun shit on this show. What would be a win for the president and how high would you rate his ch- I didn't say dick fart. You said dick fart, Porg. <clears throat> Porg, welcome. Uh, I think they're dating. I think Crystal and Kyle are dating. As far as like, I don't know this to be a fact. I've just seen videos of him like laying in bed next to her and shit. <laughs> Not that, not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Like, I've, I've seen them driving down the road and her, like, clenching his arm and shit. Like, well, I guess they're a thing. Cool. Crystal seems fine enough. I mean, not not fine. Not like, like I, was, I wasn't commenting on, on her looks. She seems, she seems like an all right person. She seemed like she'd be cool. I don't know. I don't know enough about. Oh, you coworkers, but you're independent coworkers, so you can do whatever the fuck you want. You're not really journalists. Oh, Mandy has no idea who they are. Oh shit. Well, we haven't we haven't started on Biden yet. Let's. We'll go to Crystal Kyle. Holy, uh, held it.
get a video of them together <laughs> so um there we go. this actually is ugly and it's serious so ken paxton oh mandy i'm so sorry texas yeah he came out and said uh he will defend a 50 year old texas i love you mandy i love everybody i love ida so for those of you who don't know i don't know what percentage of our audience doesn't know mm-hmm. but saw this oral sex and he's like sex. he's like an og and, uh, youtuber they're actually i think it's over a dozen states that still technically have, have those on, on the law books now he like he, and, 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 like he came up through like the new atheist movement like that's kind of that, like that's where i met producer dave like we were we were kind of in the same circle but some of us outgrow that shit this opens up a new door here like i think his shit used to be called secular talk so the classic example of like you know, Republicans always but now he's just kind of like of small he's more mainstream Democratic politics. I cannot think of anything still more anti freedom what left than getting into people's left of center, saying, left of center in America. Way, at least tell me Ooh, what sex icky. acts you perform. Ooh, that's prove, degenerate. Prove Ooh. to me that you did not perform. These yeah. Sex acts. Oh, that's sinful. Or how about I mean, right along with this, um, Texas is one of the states that's considering making it illegal uh, for women to, to Crystal help like was an activist and worked in campaigns an in another state and for office and one time it's insane it's completely and she insane became like a, a, a um, talking head that and a are host. very popular that women use to track their periods that are saying like oh yeah we'll turn that data oh over over to the government no problem we don't I, need- okay okay this is this is something like since she brings it up, it's not just period tracking apps. Anything on your phone. The government doesn't need a warrant for anything basically you tell your phone. If they can buy it from a company and they can buy pretty much anything from Google, any app you use. So any data that you put into your phone, the government can get without a warrant. I Do what you will with that information. I, I took the period tracking app as a, as a time to warn about all, all fucking data on your phone is available to the government without a warrant because they can buy it from a private company and that they don't, they don't need a warrant for that shit. They don't need a warrant for that shit. If you willingly tell Google something and Google has an agreement with the government, Apple has an agreement with the government, what the fuck ever, Microsoft has an agreement with the government. I love that. I love it. Uh, there, there are men that are downloading period tracking apps and they are uh, uh, putting in erratic data and shit. Totally fuck with the system. Be disruptive. I love it. I am totally behind that. If you, if you would like to do that, please download a period tracking app and just put in nonsense. So, the White House, uh, since we're since we're on the subject, the White House had some comments about the activist movement. Outrage erupts as White House calls abortion rights activists out of step. The White House tried to defend President Joe Biden's seemingly drowsy response to the reversal of Roe v. Wade on Saturday. 
but instead sparked an instant backlash by labeling pro-choice activists out of step. The apparent jab was made in a statement to the Washington Post, responding to criticism of what many Democrats see as a response that has been too little, too late. The White House Communications Director, Kate Bedingfield, said the president has been showing his deep outrage as an American and executing his bold plan, which is the product of months of hard work ever since this decision was handed down. Now, I, I, I may be misremembering things, but I'm pretty sure that Joe Biden was a pro-life Democrat for most of his career. He went on to say that Joe Biden's goal in responding to Dobbs is not to satisfy some activists who have been consistently out of step with the mainstream of the Democratic Party, but to deliver help to women who are in danger and assemble a broad-based coalition to defend a woman's right to choose now, just as he assembled such a coalition to win during the 2020 campaign. So that was Saturday... March Director Rachel O'Leary Carmona told activists she hoped to push Biden's authority to the limit regarding abortion rights. By Sunday morning, Carmona had changed her Twitter name to Out of Touch Activist. The statement, which many noted, uh, had taken aim at those fighting to uphold abortion rights rather than those who actively put women in danger by stripping them of the right to bodily autonomy, came as more than 1,000 demonstrators with the Women's March Summer of Rage rally surrounded the White House to urge Biden to declare a state of emergency. To declare a state of emergency to protect abortion access, and he absolutely should. Upon getting to the tall north gates outside the White House on Saturday afternoon, some abortion rights activists danced while others expressed frustration at the Biden administration. Whose house, organizers yelled at one point while activists responded, Our house. In the middle of the street, our house. Abortion rights activists further tied green bandanas to the gates of the White House as part of their demonstration. Despite the group predicting arrests of its activists over uh, blocking the sidewalk near the White House, neither D.C. Metropolitan Police nor U.S. Park Police took any activist into custody. Since the Supreme Court decided on June 24th to effectively overturn Roe v. Wade, activists and abortion rights advocates have questioned why the White House apparently did not have a contingency plan for such a landmark decision, given that a draft opinion leaked nearly two months beforehand. Had given fair warning the ruling was on the horizon. More frustration followed over what many saw as a lethargic response. It took the Biden administration six days after the Supreme Court decision to announce its support for an uh, exception to the filibuster to codify it into law. Its executive order to protect access to abortions took a week longer. And then today we got this little uh, tidbit, apparently to quell the outrage of the out-of-touch activists. Doctors must provide abortions in medical emergencies regardless of state law, health and human services say. Federal law preempts state abortion bans in cases where women face medical emergencies associated with pregnancy, Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Bicara told health care providers. States that have banned abortion generally make exceptions if the woman's life is in danger, but U.S. health officials are concerned physicians will wait too long to treat complications. 
Hospitals that decline to provide abortions in these cases could have their Medicare provider agreements terminated or face financial penalties, Bakara said. An announcement from the executive branch earlier today. Also, Biden is preparing for his trip to the Middle East. We've been talking about this for what weeks. Would be a win for the president, and how high would you rate his chances of getting such a win? Uh, good morning, Guy. Uh, I, you know, what this trip to me is about is about real politique and about engagement. And if what we see coming out of this meeting uh, between the president and the regent, Mohammed bin Salman, is a, a Closer alliance on Middle East security. Oh, please, uh, Prince Bonsal. Give us more oil. Give us oil. Give us oil. Plus, uh, if they work uh, jointly with Israel, that's still a bigger plus. What he is going to do is he is going to beg Prince Bonsal to produce more oil, which apparently. Isn't possible? Isn't isn't a a thing that's possible? So he's he's going to ask Prince Bonesaw to please produce more oil. Please give us more oil, so that I don't have to increase drilling here at home. Can appease the activists, and we can still have cheap gas prices as we suck from the the Saudi tit. I hope that's not a sexist comment to say suck from the Saudi tit. Men have tits too. I Traveling right now is probably not a good idea for Joe Biden. Um, but hey, buddy, go for it if you want to. Maybe, maybe I need to make a graphic that says we're on Biden dies of COVID watch. Trump dies of COVID watch. Merkin, did I say hey to you? I love you, Merkin. Ray. I'm pretty sure I said hey to you, but I don't remember. Because, like, I don't remember anything. I'm born out of a pod daily. That's what they say. Just pray. For some reason, I remember shit about politics. I don't know why. And judging by the president's itinerary, that's more than likely what's going to happen. So, so Terry, just to just to jump in here, what you're saying is that this trip is not about oil. Oh, I'm I'm saying this is very much not about oil. Uh, the, the for a couple of reasons. So one, he's telling me it's not about oil, but I don't believe OPEC him. OPEC makes the decisions on pumping overall. OPEC has already, at the Saudis' behest, uh, increased pumping slightly. Uh, something that was seen as both kind of a welcome mat for Biden and a pushback at the Russians a bit. Uh, so the benefit on oil that... Never hurts to tell you guys, hey again. Hey again, Cicero Fields. Uh, so, you know, in, in terms of uh, political uh, consequences here immediately, uh, the president takes a double... Oh, RB, we're going to get to that. ...human rights hit from his progressives, and at the same time, for kind of middle America, middle class... Uh, takes a hit on oil prices because the line will be, well, you know, Biden went cap in hand to the Saudis and came up with nothing, which, as I say, isn't strictly really true, but uh, that's the, the, that's actually what uh, will come away from it. But the uh, that's but, what Fox News is going to say. Middle Eastern security 
and uh, and trying to shore things up in advance of a possible new Iran deal, uh, pushing back at Russia's uh, pretensions to a sphere of influence in the region, uh, dealing with the Chinese uh, economic interests, and again, uh, you know, trying to forge common cause with Israel here. And so, Terry, if President Biden is going to take a hit from the human rights side, if he's going to take a hit on this not being necessarily about lowering prices at the pump, what would a win look like for this administration in the court of U.S. public opinion? Um, that will be very difficult to come up with in the court of U.S. public opinion, Katie. I think that's a, an excellent point. Uh, but the, the Middle Eastern security uh, needs here and the need for the United States to work in concert with people throughout the and countries throughout the Middle East, not just one or another or anything else, uh, are, really, uh, are really outweighing. Uh, the need to get something dramatic done on oil, which, as I say, isn't really possible anyway. It's not uh, possible. That's what I said. The the concerns of part of his party who would prefer that he prioritize nothing but human rights issues here. And so, Terry, a lot of focus has been paid to the Saudi Arabia leg of this trip. but I don't think the U.S. cares about human rights. How does that fit into the broader uh, picture? Oh, yes, Ray. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. Well, what they're really trying to do is is forge an all Middle East solution. Uh, you know, historically. But we're going to talk about Hunter Biden first, within, and then we're going to uh, talk about Trump. Generally, gets loosely called the Arab world, uh, and, and a lot of tensions, of course, and and, and sometimes more uh, between the Arab the Arab factions and Israel. Uh, and what Biden's trying to do, frankly, is build on the progress of the past few years and come up with an all Middle Eastern solution. Uh, that provides an effective counterweight to Iranian uh, Iranian pretensions in the region as well. Uh, and whether or not the... That's what I'm here for. I want to catch you up on the news. Deal, uh, ...done again, uh, that's going to be an, a very important counter uh, to Iran. So uh, this is about uh, Middle Eastern security and then uh, more broadly world security. Yep. And thus it's a very important meeting. Terry, CPI, inflation data Wednesday... Before the president goes... Oh, my God! Oh, my God, they're even asking about inflation. This was Bloomberg Markets and Finance we were watching. Biden was also uh, interrupted by a Parkland victim, apparently. A I know public policy speech. can seem remote, technical and distant from our everyday lives. But because of your work, your advocacy, your courage, lives will be saved today and tomorrow because of this. Will we match thoughts and prayers with action? I say yes. And that's what we're doing here today. Are you? There's that sound. So during the ceremony, the president, though, was interrupted by a man who, according to the Wall Street Journal, is Manuel Oliver. He's the father there he is, of a Parkland shooting victim. Make no mistake. Sit down, you'll hear what I have to say. If you think. Let me finish my comment. Let him talk. Let him talk. No one. Okay. This new gun law toughens background checks for the youngest gun buyers, keeps firearms away from domestic violence offenders, and helps states use red flag laws to make it easier to do hardly anything. Weapons from people deemed dangerous. 
I mean, I guess it's a step in the right direction. I'd rather hear what the uh, Fox Los Angeles, you dropped the ball. You should have got an interview with the father of the Parkland victim. Go to Hunter Biden. This one is wild. 4chan users claim to have hacked Hunter Biden's iCloud account. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I can make it. 4chan users claim to have hacked Hunter Biden's iCloud account. The contents of Hunter Biden's iCloud account have allegedly been hacked by users of the 4chan community who posted screenshots reported to be from his phone and computer on the website's main political forum late on Saturday night. Administrators on the image board moved quickly in the hours after the content was posted to pull down threads that included materials from the alleged leak, leaving many on the site, which is known for featuring some of the most salacious subject matter on the internet. The content from the league could not immediately be verified by the Washington Examiner, and a White House representative did not immediately respond to a request for comment. It was not immediately clear if the contents of the 4chan leak included any materials from the younger Biden's infamous laptop, of which the Washington Examiner verified the authenticity of earlier this year. The infamous laptop, which emerged into the public view in the final weeks of the 2020 election, contains details about the first son's financial dealings and personal matters. Hunter Biden's financial affairs, including millions of dollars worth of dealings and money transfers tied to countries such as Ukraine, China, and Russia, have been under federal scrutiny since 2018. Hunter Biden, who revealed the existence of an inquiry into his tax affairs just after the 2020 election, previously claimed to be 100% certain he will be cleared of wrongdoing. Washington Examiner was able to confirm the legitimacy of the laptop after obtaining a copy of the hard drive and having examined by a former Secret Service agent who was testified as a cyber forensics expert. That doesn't, that does not provide me any, any bit of certainty. A FBI agent who has testified as a cyber security agent sounds like a grifter to me. My analysis revealed that there is a 100% certainty that Robert Hunter Biden was the only person responsible for the activity on this hard drive and all of its stored data. Dimitrios revealed Hunter Biden's MacBook Pro was not hacked. The data contained on the hard drive is authentic. Based on the data examined, there was no manipulation of any photographs, emails, documents, or other user activity. I don't believe it. Also, I was reading, <laughs> I thought I was reading from the Gazette. I thought, it was, I thought it was the Denver Gazette, by the way, but it was it was the Gazette. Which was republishing a Washington Examiner article. The Washington Examiner is a little uh, questionable as a source. Just pointing that out. Hunter Biden reportedly called Jill. Dr. Jill Biden. Hunter Biden reportedly called Dr. Jill Biden. 
a cunt in texts. Content warning. Hunter Biden reportedly called Jill an entitled cunt in texts. Hunter Biden called his stepmom, Jill Biden, a vindictive moron. Well, I mean, she is a shit lib, so right-wingers are morons. And entitled cunt in text messages after she urged him to go to rehab to kick his drug habit, according to a new report. President Biden... Also, like, I feel really bad about reading this. So the dude's at his lowest point. It's not an indictment of Dr. Jill Biden. She seems like a perfectly... uh, 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 She seems like a perfectly... um, pleasant lady. This dude is, like, at his lowest point. Detoxing. He's not detoxing, but he's he's high as fuck. And and we've got to read about their family bullshit just because Joe wants to be president. I it should not be anything that we clearly he needs help. He he and like I feel bad about reading this. Like this is this is me doing like. I picked this because, like, oh, I want to talk about the, the Hunter Biden bullshit that the right wing is all up in arms about. And then, oh, here's this fun story about him calling her a cunt. But it's not a fun story. It's not a fun story at all. He's at a low point and he he needs help and she's trying to she's trying to make sure that he gets help. And he he lashed out at her at his lowest point. It's it's this is family nonsense that we have no business no business hearing about. But also it's a train wreck and I can't look away. Fuck my stepmother for always being so as much of a selfish, silly, entitled cunt as you, he wrote to Haley as their brief relationship deteriorated. He's saying that he's saying that to his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. He's saying that to his stepmom. He admitted to calling his stepmom a fucking moron, a vindictive moron. Text to his uncle, who is President Biden's brother. Hunter said he had raged to Jill that he was smarter than her. You do know the drunkest I've ever seen is still smarter than you could ever even comprehend and you're a shut sick grammar teacher that wouldn't survive one class in an Ivy graduate program, Hunter said in the text. Jesus, fuck. Go fuck. She's a... God damn it. So go fuck yourself, Jill. Let's all agree I don't like you any more than you like me. Another text to his uncle, Hunter bemoaned that his own father allegedly hadn't visited him during his prior stints in rehab. Literally has never come to one, never actually called me while in rehab. Hunter wrote of his father. That's a little insane. Text messages were uncovered on an iPhone that was found backed up on Hunter's laptop from the hell, the laptop from hell. The revelations of the brutal messages emerged the same week. Hunter was repeatedly photographed alongside his father and first lady in Washington. 
Yeah, Merkin, you're right. Like, the, the story does indeed humanize them. I feel more sympathetic towards Biden because of reading this. And, you know, I was just, you know, I was just picking on him earlier. But hey, hey, Hunter's not the only one that has bad things to say about Dr. Jill Biden. He's a frequent target on the right, and the Army has now suspended a general for apparently mocking First Lady Jill Biden on Twitter. Retired Lieutenant General Gary Voleski is suspended while under investigation for his reply to Dr. Biden's tweet about the Dobbs v. Jackson Supreme Court decision. On Friday, the U.S. Army suspended retired Lieutenant General Gary Voleski, 60, from his mentorship role after he replied to Dr. Joe Biden's tweet in a seemingly mocking tone. Voleski replied to the First Lady's June 24th tweet, which expressed her disappointment in the Supreme Court's Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Biden wrote, For nearly 50 years, women have had the right to make our own decisions about our bodies. Today, that right was stolen from us, and while we may be devastated by this injustice, we will not be silent. We will not sit back as the progress we have already won slips away. Leski's reply, which has since been deleted, reportedly said, Glad to see you finally know what a woman is. This fucking general has been watching Matt Walsh. Sir, General, 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 what was your name? Gary Volsky, Voleski, Gary Voleski. Sir, if, if, if you like Matt Walsh, perhaps you should come over here and you should watch the Troll Patrol. Because Matt Walsh said that I am a formidable voice in the culture. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. Military is not supposed to make political statements. However, he is retired. He was just in a mentorship role. Like, yeah. Still, you should follow the code of conduct. But you know what? Most voters don't want Joe Biden. Guys, I just, I, I would like to point out that it, we are coming up on the 2024 election way faster than I personally want to as somebody who even covers politics. And as I was, I, as I was telling a friend earlier today, 2024 puts me in an awfully weird position. It could be 2024 could be very, uh, lucrative and beneficial to me personally as a political streamer while being very fucking bad for the country. <laughs> and like, I feel really conflicted about it. But 2024 is going to be kicking into gear before you even fucking know it. I expect a Donald Trump. I'm not going to leave the left. No, 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 not at all. That's not what I mean. That's not what I meant by being lucrative. And like, I, 
I just want to make enough money to be able to pay my bills. To, to just to be able to stream full time. That would be nice. Make way more content. I would think it's unethical to make such disrespectful comments against the the commander in chief. So why you're you're still serving in the military? He is still the commander in chief. You're still supposed to show a, a certain level of decorum. It's the it's the fucking military. We're the ones that can say fuck off to Joe Biden, and like we do, we do. We certainly do. Come on, man. Most voters do, apparently. Inflation still hot, while the economy is cooling down. Far from ideal conditions for President Biden. A New York Times poll revealing 64% of Democrats actually prefer a different candidate in 2024. Senior columnist Rick Newman is here with us. Rick, that is an ugly number. Is it time for Biden to announce he will not run and let this field begin to take shape? That ain't, no, that ain't it's not happen. time for him to do that, even even if that's what his plan is. On, Biden would instantly become a lame duck president with diminished uh, political power if he were to say, uh, I'm one and done, I'm not going to run again in 2024. My best guess is Biden will not run again, but uh, everybody who what's, says... What's your guys' opinion? Everybody in chat, what do you think? Way premature. One of you, like, I think Twitch can create a poll. Somebody wants to create a poll. Do you think Biden is going to run again? Would probably be uh, 2023. Um, Let's get through the midterm elections. Let's see what kind of Congress we have uh, next year. And uh, the year prior to the 2024 election would be the time for Biden to say, I'm bowing out. But that poll you just mentioned in the uh, in the Times today. I mean, there's just massive dissatisfaction with Biden, even among, I don't know why I'm stumbling here, I'm mimicking Biden in a way, Um, (laughs) even among people who voted for him. Wow. Kind of have buyer's remorse, and they want somebody they think is younger and uh, more up to the job. And Democrats are not the only ones looking for an alternative. We're also seeing that President Trump's voters are showing more of an openness to DeSantis. What are we seeing there? Yeah, um, President Trump's political fortunes are clearly fading. Now, he still remains the most important figure in the Republican Party, but it's clear that there's a battle underway for what comes after Trump. And Trump, of course, wants to exert his political influence for as long as he can. Among other things, that's helping him raise a lot of money for his political action action campaign, which gives him political power. Uh, And probably it also helps his um, his personal businesses make money because of uh, name recognition and he's just out there. But um, we're seeing in the primaries already this year, there's a big fight underway among the Trumpy uh, candidates who want the, who want to get the nominations. And in a few instances where Trump-backed candidates do uh, either have gotten the nomination, so they will, will be running in the general election or they seem likely to, they're in poor shape against the Democrats because they are fairly extreme candidates. I think the a case study for the poll, the poll is saying yes right now in Georgia, where Herschel Walker is the Republican and he is a Trump favorite, and he just got elected for the first time in uh, actually 2020 election. Oh, RB, I allowed your message. I'm sorry, so I didn't see it before. Looks like it. That's the kind of seat Republicans need to win if they're going to take control of the Senate, and it looks like they're going to have a lot of trouble doing that. So yeah, I don't. I I don't think. Democrats 
I don't think the Republicans take control of the Senate. I think it's possible they don't take control of the House if they fumble enough. I mean, like, the Republicans are very unpopular right now, and they're they're putting up candidates that are highly unelectable, like Herschel Walker, who is fucking stupid. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I wish Biden would step aside. I don't think it's likely. I don't think it's likely at all. And Obama official says he's going to do just fine. He's going to do just fine. He's going to run for 2024. Nothing's wrong. His, his poll numbers are below Donald Trump's, but there's nothing wrong with that. I want to turn to Patrick Gaspard now to talk about all of this. When you see those numbers, three-fourths of Democrats say they don't want President Biden to run again? Mm-hmm. What do you make of that number? Does that concern you about Democrats' chances? ain't popular. Well, Kristen, there's, a, there's so much to unpack here, and if I can, I'm going to push back a little on some of the assumptions that Mark takes away from the numbers. First, a lot of people suggest line, Michelle Obama and... ...working for like, a candidate named Bill Clinton. In, uh, in 1994, in his midterm elections, two-thirds of all Democrats were saying they wanted somebody other than Bill Clinton to run uh, in 1996. And you'll recall that Bill Clinton breezed to the primary nomination uh, and, of course, won the general election that year. But so, he wasn't dealing with these concerns, these, this intractable concern but, but, over but, his age. But, but, but again, two-thirds of Democrats yeah. in, the, in those polls were saying they wanted somebody other than Bill Clinton and any closer. That's one thing. The second, second thing here is, irrespective of that that federal number that we're getting, the national number on Joe Biden. Let's look at the head-to-head contest in state after state where the Senate majority is going to be determined. In Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, in all those places, according to... I mean, it was was Obama that helped Biden become the nominee in the first place. Uh, And they're tracking far better than expected, and they're leading in, in all those races, unexpectedly. In the House races, in the generic ballot... Democrats right now are in a head-to-head tie with Republicans. They've closed the gap that existed some months ago. That's mostly, I think, as a... That's, con- and that's what I was alluding to. The, like, it's possible the that Democrats hold on to shit just because Republicans have been that bad. And a sense that Democrats are did put some points on the board over the course of the last year. I would still Shots say the most likely arms, outcome is that Republicans the economy, win the House and Democrats keep the Senate. In the country. And I want to talk Maybe to you even expand by a seat or two in the Senate. Let me just follow yeah. up with you on the president. When you see that number, two-thirds of Democrats who say they don't want to see President Biden run again, I have to ask you, are you one of them? Do you want to see President Biden? I don't. No, I, I, I'm being very... But I, I, thir- I definitely think he will. President he absolutely will run again. Healthcare, on the economy, on creating a sense of bipartisanship on things like infrastructure or the historic gun legislation that he signed into law today. Joe Biden has a choice to make. If he decides that he wants to pursue a second term, I and so many other Democrats will be enthusiastically supporting a president with those uh, accomplishments. I mean, I guess I'll vote for him again. Don't compare me to the almighty. Compare me to the alternative. Mm-hmm. And if we remind folks that he's running against MAGA Republican extremists who tried to overturn the results of an election. I, I think Roe v. Wade is going to backfire on Republicans. Who have voted for none of the measures that have improved our job uh, economy in this country. I think he'll do more than OK. But I haven't I haven't heard an answer to my question. Do you want to see him run? Is he the strongest Democrat to run in 2024 to, for Democrats to hold on to the White House? Clearly, according to that polling, he is in head to head contest against Donald Trump, who it appears 
is the leading candidate for Republicans in their nomination. He, he wins that fight every single day. So I'm going to back uh, the still reigning heavyweight champion of the world. Even though wow, that poll no, doesn't no, take no, into no. account the Electoral College. We want to make that very clear. You that poll, think that poll also doesn't take board. into account that that's an election two and a half years from now, as opposed to the issues that most Americans are... It's going to come right up now. on us. Uh, There's not even two and a half years. ...to build a just society and to preserve our very democracy. We Christine. heard from President Biden today. I want to play a little bit of what we heard from him. This two is years and three months. They just signed that bipartisan gun legislation into law. Yeah. Let's take a look. We face. I won't be enthusiastic about it. Country. Yeah, we Moral already saw this. Around real world. I won't be enthusiastic about voting for him. That's for fucking sure. Joe Lieberman, however, is blaming the left. Lieberman bought Biden's jarring polls a result of trying too hard to please the left. Come on, man. One of the most absurd things I've ever heard, but then again, it's Joe Lieberman. If you you don't know who Joe Lieberman is, he was an independent senator. The Democrats went too far left. He He was one of those before that was cool. The Democrats went too far left. He was the actual vice presidential nominee in 2000. He was Al Gore's running mate. Elected because Al Gore was seen as too far left. They had to pick old crusty fucking Joe Lieberman to run with Al Gore. He thinks, he thinks Biden has tried too hard to appeal to the left. Frankly, I know Joe Biden for decades, and I feel badly for him, but that's uh, the nature of, of politics. This is a tough time, I and mean, we've had the pandemic, we have inflation now, we have the fear of uh, recession, and uh, uh, people are impatient, and it's natural to turn on whoever happens to be the president of the United States. So um, I thought those Democrats... And Al and Joe were indeed elected in 2000. Jarring and and it's Lieberman is still alive. The president has to think about how he wants to spend these next two years of this term. And in my opinion, one of the big mistakes he's made in this first year and a half is that he's tried too hard to please the leftward base core constituency of the Democratic Party. I would guess a lot of whom are telling the posters that. They, they don't want him to run again, and I think the best... Well, that's weird, because, like, we we, uh, we aren't appeased. ...done in this last two years and have a legacy is to work both with the centrist Democrats and with moderate or independent-minded Republicans. That- moderate Republicans. That is not a thing that exists, you stupid fuck. God, right-wingers are morons. A moderate Republican does not exist. The Republican Party itself is fucking fascist. That that was a vice presidential candidate who was rightfully elected to the office that's not talking about the fascism of the Republican Party that he has experienced firsthand. The failure of democracy that he has experienced first fucking hand. That's the reason he's not a fucking Democrat. Why would any Democrat... Take advice from Joe Lieberman. Do the opposite of whatever the fuck Joe Lieberman is saying to do. He's a loser. Not actually a Democrat. He's a he's a dino. 
A Democrat name only. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fears arise that Trump's 2024 presidential announcement will throw the RNC into chaos. This is from Raw Story. Donald Trump's imminent announcement that he plans to jump in the race for the GOP presidential nomination in 2024 sooner rather than later is setting off alarm bells at the Republican National Committee because it could have a massive impact on how they raise money and promote all the Republicans running for office. As Politico's Meredith McGraw wrote, the RNC's policy is to remain neutral when it comes to multiple candidates running for a specific office, and with the former president not currently running for office, they can promote and use him to raise millions in donations, and that would come to an end once he officially announces. So they're they're raising money off of him right now. They don't want him to announce so that the gravy train doesn't end. Since Trump is currently the biggest moneymaker for Republicans by far, the RNC faces uh, being plunged into chaos. They have to dial back using him as a cash cow. That could impact funds that could be used for other candidates. As McGraw wrote, having a former president in the mix for a future presidential run is uncharted territory for the RNC. Multiple interviews, Chair Ronna McDaniel has made clear she and the party plan to remain neutral during the primary season. In a sign of their commitment to not picking sides, the RNC passed a rule to bring back primary debates, giving candidates an equal advantage, and the presidential nominating process remains identical to 2016, among other things. But behind the scenes, there have been conversations at the upper ranks about the quagmire presented giggity by a potential Trump run alongside concerns that the committee is already too tied to the to the 45th president. According to one GOP operative who works closely with the former president, I think Trump looks at the RNC as a wholly owned subsidiary, and he should. They are nothing without him. He has all the base and all the money, neutral. How can they be neutral when he is not simply the main driver, but the only driver? The Republican Party is incredibly unpopular. All they have is Trump. I'm amazed. I'm amazed they were able to win another election. Uh, Speaking (laughs) giggity indeed. That's a man. That's a man that lives in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? The job of the RNC is to represent all Republicans who are running for office all the way up. The contested presidential race they have to remain neutral and not take sides or they are breaking their bonds with the members of the committee. I don't know what they will do if, for example, there's another candidate that runs and Trump runs again. I think he has tremendous control over the RNC. Add to that, McDaniel may have painted herself into a corner saying in an interview last year, the bylaws of the party are you have to remain neutral. That's just the way the RNC's written. They win because they cheat. They cheat. Yo, Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots, he cheats. I feel I feel like that episode of South Park is kind of racist. But then again, it's South Park. So, you know. <laughs> Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. It's so wild that we're talking about Trump running again. He's he, he will be the presumptive nominee. 
Motherfucker has a ton of legal liability. Trump rally in North Carolina canceled. It was scheduled for this coming Friday. North Carolina rally canceled as former president summoned to court. Former President Donald Trump and a host of Republican personalities have canceled their scheduled appearances Friday in Greensboro. What a beautiful city. What a wonderful city. I've had a lot of fun times in Greensboro. News of the cancellation comes as Axios reports Trump, his son, Donald Trump Jr., and his daughter, Ivanka Trump, have been scheduled to testify under oath Friday in an investigation into Trump's finances. The American Freedom Tour had announced in May appearances in Greensboro by Trump, Trump Jr., television news personality Kimberly Guilfoyle, former New York State Judge Jeanine, Jeanine, Jeanine Puro, fuck. I'm sorry, Judge Janine. <laughs> Pinal County, Arizona, Sheriff Mark Lamb and political commentator Dinesh D'Souza. Is Mark Lamb the, is that the black guy? No, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the black guy. Oh, that dude. Yeah, I know him. Fox News all the fucking time. All these sheriffs trying to get famous. Motherfuckers out here trying to be like TikTok stars and shit. Hey, CNN says they have new footage. New footage of Trump talking about efforts to overturn the Georgia election results. CNN says they have new footage. CNN has obtained two clips that were not featured in the documentary but have been shared with the January 6th committee. I want to play part of that. This is Donald Trump talking about trying to overturn the results uh, in Georgia in an interview that you conducted with him on December 7th, 2020. Let's roll that. Interesting. They should open it up, verify the signatures. When you do, you'll see that all of those people that signed didn't have the right to vote. They were forgeries and other things. And all we want is that, and that's simple, or a special session. Sir, they did that. They did that. They did that. Their legislature uh, make the decision. Because no, already that's not how that works. Because they see what happened in Georgia. Now, to be clear, Georgia's Republican Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, confirmed that Joe Biden was the winner. This is after three counts of the ballots. Your lawyer previously confirmed that you were cooperating with the Fulton County uh, Georgia District Attorney's investigation, which you just mentioned. Uh, is this part of what they want to know about? Yes. What specifically? Just about Trump <laughs> Yes, yes. Look at the signatures, or or is there even more? I mean, we, we know that he was telling Raffensperger and others to find votes. Yes, and that actually took place a month after, almost to a day, a month after that interview. And that interview took place sort of four days or so after his attorney general had said that there was no evidence whatsoever to support Trump's claims. So here is a sitting president of the United States already about a month after the election in the White House, in the diplomatic reception room, saying what he thinks needs to happen in order to achieve the result that he is trying to, to get to. Um, did, do you have evidence that he knew it was a lie? I mean, this is, this is a question that's come up a lot. And I think that you know, Donald Trump had been talking about the sanctity of the election in the United States of America back in 2016. 
And I have no doubt back then that he absolutely knew what he was doing and that he knew it was lying. My interaction with him was a man who was, to quote the Attorney General, detached from reality. This was somebody who actually believed in his own lie. And the idea of that, that, that surprised me. Because You've got it, a Maynard yeah, down here. I might see if I can snag him. The United States of America could actually believe in something so irrational and still be the president is terrifying. Yeah, I mean, he's believed a lot of irrational things before this one, but this is... <laughs> he's believed a lot of stupid and shit. And also, it's the first time I've ever experienced it as well. Sure. And, and I think also in the context. I mean, the portrait of George Washington was on the wall looking down at him whilst we're conducting this interview. And it was extraordinary. Um, are you participating in any other investigations into any other members of the Trump family uh, other than you, that we have the... the Has New York talked to you? Has Georgia talked to you? Attorney in Fulton County. We'd, there might be other investigations I don't even know about at the Justice Department or elsewhere. There probably is. There's investigations we're not even included into. Another one of the unaired clips that we obtained features Eric Trump, uh, the president's uh, second son, on the phone talking about his father's chances. In Eric don't know shit. Hey, Lucy, you're in a good state that has a good governor and has a great lieutenant governor, and we love her, and... Uh... And uh, you've got a great attorney general, and there's going to be no game in your state, which is nice. It's very different than, uh, than some of them out there. So um, now you're, you're very fortunate. Look what they did to our poor Rudy. They put him in the hospital. We had access to a private event. It was a sort of fundraising event in the Trump uh, Hotel that took place about a month or so before the election. As we were filming inside there, Eric had actually allowed us in. And so we were filming sort of what was going on. Eric, the uh, stupid one, allowed the people money. in. They were running out of cash. Eric's so smart. Of, you know, making phone calls to potential donors and trying to raise money. Bit of a tense situation. Guy comes, if I said hey to you, you I love you. One from time spent with the former president is you think he doesn't really understand what democracy means. Uh, what has he said to you that led you to draw that conclusion? Other- he doesn't. He doesn't know what democracy means. The, the dude... The dude, the the Irish politician with the pink shirt on, he called it. He said the fucking Americans don't know. They can't even spell democracy. Trump can't fucking spell democracy. What we've witnessed for the last year and a half. I mean, indeed. I mean, so when people hopefully watch the series, they'll see the types of things that, that the president at the time was trying to achieve. And you know, I mean, he was saying things like that we need to find brave judges. And yeah, you know, undermining sort of the, the judicial system undermining the sanctity of, of the vote is obviously incredibly serious, and I don't think that leads to somebody who fully understands and appreciates what democracy is, which ultimately is to accept the result of the election. Um, okay, and then, and then finally care. I want to ask you, because the docuseries leans into the idea that one of Trump's three oldest kids, uh, Don Jr., Ivanka, or Eric, is going to take the reins uh, from their father, after spending so much time with the family, do you think uh, any of them are up for it? No, <laughs> none of them, none of them. And I hope people come to their own conclusions. I mean, the film has its own suggestion as to who could potentially take over from Donald Trump. If any uh, of them, uh, it'd I mean, be Ivanka, but I don't think she has what it takes. Sort of uh, eccentricities, let's say. And they all have share different personalities with each other and also with their, with their father as well. But I'll leave it to the audience to decide. I don't, I don't think she has the charisma to pull it off. All right, interesting stuff. Uh, Alex Holder, thank you so much. And you can watch Unprecedented, which is streaming now on Discovery+. Plus. Again, that's our sister channel. Did I just watch another inadvertent advertisement for Discovery+, Plus again, two nights in a fucking row?
Yell time! Trump's sidekick Steve Bannon surrenders to panel. That's what we're talking about right now. Surrenders to panel? What do, what do you mean With a by breakthrough that? in the January 6th probe from the very top. This is building on a story that we first brought you on Friday night. It is the rush towards an attempted legal surrender by a top Trump aide with the written cooperation of Donald Trump himself. And if that sounds unusual, that's because this is the first time anyone has reported a story like this before, because you never have Trump involved. Indeed, while other Trump aides have testified yeah, about I, it, is, it did floor me that Trump wrote a letter for so Steve Bannon. Donald Trump himself weighing in, in writing, in what could be called a semi-cooperative or arguably cooperative fashion. I'll explain. Bannon knows where the bodies are buried. If there's anybody that Trump wouldn't turn on, I guess it's Bannon. Stakes here. Trump can't write, so Trump didn't write the letter. Most aggressive and decisive legal victories as White House veteran and 2016 campaign chair Steve Bannon makes this move at an attempted partial legal surrender. He is offering a type of last-minute bid to try to cut a deal and cooperate with the January 6th committee. He is oh, is that what the headline meant? When it said surrenders to the committee, committee, I thought like... He's saying that now he will deal with... He's them. in custody or some shit. No, I, I knew this. Despite the many months of defiance that we've all experienced, if you follow the news. And even arranging a letter from Trump himself, which aims to explain this huge reversal. And the bottom line here... We, we did this story last there night. Is. You're, you're not telling Ari Melber, you're not telling us anything we don't already know. But now we are setting up for tomorrow's January 6th hearings. Here's what you have to expect. It's a big week for the House Committee probing the Capitol insurrection. Former Trump strategist Steve Bannon has told the panel that he is willing to testify. He had refused to cooperate with lawmakers until now. But the Justice Department is casting doubt on the sincerity of his offer. Meanwhile, the committee is gearing up to hold two more hearings this week. Scott McFarlane is following all of this on Capitol Hill. The next hearing is set for tomorrow. This committee is riding a wave of new momentum. The weekend began with a marathon interview with a key witness, and the weekend ended with another key witness talking about a possible appearance. Yeah, we haven't After even we haven't even heard the revelations from Cipollone yet. January 6th and facing contempt of Congress charges, former Trump aide Steve Bannon says he's now open to testifying at a public hearing. In a letter this weekend, I, former Bannon Trump knows where the where the bodies are buried. Bannon is so the one person the committee that Trump will not be able to turn on. But I expect that we will be hearing from him, and there are many questions that we have. Representative for him. Zoe Loughran. Meanwhile, the committee says it's armed with new insight after Friday's eight-hour interview with former Trump White House counsel Pat Cipollone. He claimed privilege on conversations um, that related to the advice he provided directly to the president or conversations with the president. But I think we still got a lot of relevant information from him. Tomorrow's hearing focuses on the mobilization of the mob. And Maryland Democrat Jamie Raskin told Face the Nation the committee will also make revelations about a White House meeting December 18th, 2020, between Trump Uh and outside advisors in which the seizing of voting machines was discussed. The next day, the president tweeted, big protest in D.C. on January 6th. Be there. Will be wild. 
People are going to... It was indeed wild. And then the explosive effect... For once, Trump told the truth. And specifically among the domestic violent extremist groups, the most dangerous political extremists in the country at that point. Another hearing is expected Thursday, in which the committee will argue Trump failed to follow his oath of office during the riot. You can't selectively pick what parts of the Constitution... Thursday's hearing is prime time, so we'll be doing it here on the Troll Patrol. Okay... He's very honest. And Documentarian Alex Holder has already released his video of Trump's final days in office to the committee. And Holder told Face the Nation. Am I seeing yet another low-key ad for Discovery Plus hidden in this CBS News? The film, which was released this weekend, shows Trump doubling down on election claims on January 6th and talking about a crowd he helped enrage. It was a day where there was great anger in our country. The people uh, went to Washington primarily because they were angry. I appreciate that, Cicero Phil. I think was rigged. About Steve Bannon's offer to testify before this January 6th committee, in an overnight court filing, the Justice Department says it's not genuine. It's an attempt to avoid accountability at a forthcoming contempt of Congress trial. And they say Bannon has still not produced the documents subpoenaed by the committee. Vlad, Anne-Marie. All right, Scott, Bannon's still being Bannon. CBS News congressional correspondent Nicole Killian is joining us now with more on tomorrow's January 6th hearing. So, Nicole, good to see you. Um, what are you expecting to hear tomorrow? Bannon gonna Bannon. Well, a couple of things. I mean, you know, the focus will obviously be on these domestic extremist groups, groups like the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, and really take a look at whether or not there was coordination between the White House in the run. Fucking Proud Boys. Uh, Committee members have also, uh, as you heard in Scott's piece, point to that tweet that former President Trump sent back in mid-December promoting uh, this rally and protest, saying that it's going to be wild. And in the words of one committee member uh, they say that this was almost like we a did it live here on the stream it was indeed wild groups. and so i think you will hear the committee kind of lay out re-watching it on the 420 anniversary special that was wild uh, and what roles again they may battle of awesome you're back six but we'll also be watching to see if the committee rolls out any of its interview with former white house counsel pat cipollone he sat with the panel for some is everybody just saying it different or am I fucked up? Do I say it wrong every time? And that Cipollone Cipollone. Relevant new information uh, that could play a central role in these hearings uh, demonstrate. Cipollone sounds like a type of meat that you would get on a deli sandwich at a a hoagie shop. Give me me some salami (laughs) pepperoni a Cipollone (laughs) <laughs> Thinly sliced cipollone. Yes, yes, Virgil Rug. Chop. The former president's uh, dereliction of duty. They also say that he corroborated uh, some of the testimony that we heard uh, last week from. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty aide, gold bandana. Cassidy Hutchinson. So uh, it's possible those clips could be rolled out as soon as tomorrow. Uh, he he brings it up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it and I'm gonna talk to you guys. Hey, I almost shaved my head. I've been thinking about it for a while. Almost shaved my head with the move. Gone. I've been gone for a little while. Like I just like I like this look. I like this look an awful lot. I like I like I like me 
All my promotional shit is me with a bandana on with long hair. It's it's it, it would be too much of a shock to be short haired freaking bald freaking up yours woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Just shave under the bandana. I've been bald before. I've done every. I have done every uh, hairstyle imaginable. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? I will shave my head if Trump gets arrested. I I have faith that's never going to happen. I like the bandana. I like the hair. of it are we smoking together come on everybody somebody hit that somebody hit the bang rips up yours woke moralists we'll see who cancels who just i really like that Going off some of the new graphics I've made. Come on, man. Here, you gotta, you gotta do the. Uh, I got, I can't do it on restream. It doesn't work when I'm on restream. You do bang rips. Boom! Yeah. This row got it. The brute, yeah, I will pretty much never shave my head. <clears throat> it's probably got a cooldown period, Opossum. I don't know what the fuck it is. I, you know, I said that shit one day and I just forgot about it. Hey, if somebody's watching me and you're not following me, follow me. Let's see if my let's see if my follow thing works. If you're watching the stream right now and you're not following me, give us a follow. I'm sorry, I don't have YouTube set up yet, but YouTube is also interactive. I just have to log in and set everything up. I don't have Twitch set up for everything. Like, shit keeps fucking up with stream elements. Stuff that's supposed to be on the stream. I don't know why. I tried to give you interactive shit. It it, it don't work for some reason. Fucking shit. I guess everybody that's watching is already a follower. You just you just put the bang rips on the on the end of everything. You know you know what uh, on screen graphic I probably haven't used since I've, since I've been back on. Uh, for those of you who might be new here and have never seen this one, I would give anything. I'd give everything I own, every earthly possession I have, to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. That is like my, if I, if I found a magic lamp and I rubbed on it and a genie popped out and granted me three wishes, all three of them would probably be to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. I'm just saying, I would all three, fuck, I would do it once. 
Give it an eye, pussy, sir. Oh shit, shit. Right wingers are morons. It's all the more reason to piss in their in their open eye hole. If you have if you have that advantage. Did the genie be like, what's your other wish? Like, uh, I wanna piss in Dan Grinshaw's open eye hole again. And then, the, and then the third one. See, resub. Virtual wrong. Thank you for the resub. But, like, fucking. Pfft. It didn't do the thing it's supposed It is supposed to. It's supposed to give you a Ric Flair. Woo! Supposed to give you a Ric Flair. Woo! Supposed to smack you across the face and tell you, good boy. Thank you for being a freaking sub or some shit like that. When you put it that way, RB, that might be some shit I'll put up on OnlyFans. Amy, I'll put it up. I've already got a patron. Patreon. Patreon. Rick Flair is Rick Flair has consistently disappointed me over the last 10 15 years over and over and over again You want me do you guys want me to do like a like a $30 tier like I'll show you my butthole kind of thing Battle of Possum has an OnlyFans You live in sexual anarchy What'd you post? Did you show a little pube? <laughs> what, what what you got? I ran somebody off with that. Well good riddance. You don't want to live in you don't want to live in sexual anarchy with me. My dumbass should have made a Instagram and a TikTok for all of the cats. Twitter for all the cats. Cats are way more popular than I am. If I wanted to get millions of views on something, I should have just fucking like made Smokey a fucking Instagram, a TikTok and shit. Smokey would have gone viral. Ooh, he's pulling his dick out. You, uh, I would, I would recommend if you're going to start an OnlyFans, I would, I would at least do five or six little, at least minute to three minute videos that you've got up on there. You want to have five or six of those and you want to have like 10 different picture sets. Exactly. Cat videos. If I like my dumb ass, I should have just like set cameras up and had them watch the cats all the like 24 7 just had a channel that was just watching the cats all the time i probably could have made a shit ton of money off of that if uh if 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 uh, if i had live to do over if i had live to do over again i'd do many things one i'd be a lawyer because, like, the broadcasting degree was awesome and, like, fulfilling for me. But, like, I could have done... I could have done everything that I'm doing now. 
without it. Being a lawyer would have opened many more doors. Like, if I had, if I had, like, like if I could rewind back to like 2012. Girlfriend I was with at the time wanted to do porn. I had access to all kinds of video photography equipment. No, I, I I didn't want porn on my resume. I wanted to be serious. I wanted to be taken serious in the Justin freaking wanted to be taken serious in the business. Want to be like, oh, I like maybe I want to be a news anchor at some point. Maybe I want to be a reporter. Maybe I want to like I can't have porn on my resume. If I had it to do over again. I would have done the porn because I would have made a shit ton of fucking money and then I could have done whatever the fuck I wanted. Money is, money is all all that matters in the United States. Money is all that matters in the capitalist system. That's all. It don't matter how you got your fucking money. That's all it is. Sad. I don't like it. That would be awesome, Flash. Like, seriously, put a GoPro on your cat. Shit like that. Shit like that, I'd watch. Should have made cat-friendly videos. Cat-friendly videos. Like, fucking... Should have porn. I was working at a strip club and shit. Had other other women got involved. Like everything, everything was set up for me to succeed doing porn. It would have been like before OnlyFans. So like, if we were like right at the beginning of OnlyFans, the mini vids trend and all that shit. I should I should have done cat videos. Well, every everything is a should have done a. I should have done that. I should have done this show when I was in college, right? I should have I should have tried to get the best equipment that I could to do a show like this. Everybody always told me to do a podcast of the freak show. I was like, "No, I'm above doing a podcast." I really did say that shit. My dumbass, I could have been I could have been at the beginning of a trend. sending me the facts of life lyrics I could have been on the cutting edge of a media trend but no I tried I was snobby I was old media trained in radio and I was above I was above all of that shit my god how stupid was I that's another reason why I have perspective when I'm when I'm hearing about new things I'm far more open-minded about it because Boy, have I been stupid by being closed-minded. Still doesn't mean that Bitcoin is a good idea. Think I'm pretty right on that one. (laughs) Now, once again, if I could go back to like 2012, I would have a good computer so I could do streaming. But I'd also be using it to mine Bitcoin. That's when you could do it with a home rig and you could actually make some fucking money. Once again, this is hindsight 2020, right? I could have been on the cutting edge of that. I could have been on the cutting edge of that. I only I didn't even have other plans virtual wrong. I don't know what I just like 
I'm into broadcasting. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna I'm gonna major in broadcasting, broadcast production, radio, television, film production. I'll I'll do something when I get out. I mean, I do shit. I like what I do when I'm doing it. Need to do more voiceovers. Also, I don't think I don't think I fine-tuned my microphone in this new location. I think I might sound a little weird. Could just be these. I'm not high enough for this shit. What were we even talking about? Oh, the January six hearings. Oh God, yeah, I took myself way too seriously. Took myself way too seriously. That's what Tones was talking about being introspective on on mushrooms. I was on mushrooms one night. I used to have a a picture that I I used to be a portrait, a portrait studio photographer. I'd taken a picture and got it printed out on a canvas of me like doing this. I had short hair at the time, very old. Like it was from back in like twenty two thousand six, and I've got it up on my wall in college, like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, something like this. I'm doing I'm doing mushrooms. Pretty sure I had I had a, a, a female friend. Somebody there was was doing mushrooms with me, and like I'm looking at the at the picture of myself, and I always thought it was you know funny that I had that picture hanging over me. You know I'm gonna have that picture somewhere. <laughs> Battle of Possum is looking at it. Uh, send it to me on Facebook if I don't have if I don't have the actual picture. I'll probably do be honest with you yeah I've got it here that's it that's the picture so like I'm I'm tripping on mushrooms and I'm seeing that picture hang on it was on like the uh, it was on the the, the, the the fire detector the fire alarm detector or whatever Ripping my balls off, and I'm getting all introspective. I'm like, I always thought that 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 picture was like a joke on people that came over, like, haha, look how vain I am, and everything. But like, really, it's a joke on me. Like, that's that's stupid. I take myself like I was still calling myself Justin freaking Mullins. Like that was the downfall of Justin freaking Mullins there, in the in the birth of Justin freaking that time I was on mushrooms and I was looking at that picture that's when I decided I took myself way too seriously but I do love the Fu Manchu I really enjoy um I think I had a fight with a girlfriend the crack core I I I had at the end of the 2000s I had a pretty bad drug problem and I had a girlfriend that was a crack whore and I'm pretty sure that in one of our little kerfuffles, my, my puka beads got, my puka shells got like fucking strewn everywhere. Spider Piggle, welcome. I'm not telling the story of this, this picture and everything all over again. I will show you, if you want to see the crack whore, I'll show you the crack whore. Not in this folder. Oh, do I have? A, I have. I have just a folder of X's. 
ticks with it. Me and uh, me and the <laughs> don't don't me and the crack whore circa 2008 probably 2009 maybe. Battle of Awesome, I can I can show pictures from your wedding where I was with her. He wasn't sweet. What are you talking about? Are you fucking with me? Wasn't sweet at all. She could be nice. Like she was she was fun to hang out with sometimes. I was uh I had a lot of fun with her when we first met. That's uh, that's why you know I thought I was in love with her. No, no, she doesn't, RB. She she probably has she probably has a a old mother who is very little. Might be into little old man. Got money. Mom was pretty cool. I think my 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 dad might have fucked her mom. I don't know. I that might have happened. I know, I'm not exactly sure. It's possible. It's very possible. I don't even. I don't. Oh, that's why I couldn't find it. You live in sexual anarchy. She was very she was a very good salesperson. Like that's what she that's what she excelled at at Ola Mills, right? When we were working together. Very good salesperson. She's a very good hustler. That's that she always fucking she found drugs somehow. I don't know if she sucked some dick for it. I don't know if she gave up some some it's possible. I wouldn't put it past her. That's why I call her the crack whore. But I mean, also, we did kinky shit together as well. He was always nice to me, he said. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. I really like that one. All right, so tomorrow's uh, testimony, which I still didn't get a time for. Accused January 6th rioter who warned of possible civil wars expected to testify to the House Committee on Tuesday. Ohio man who accused Joe Biden. Oh, fucking shit. It's ABC. I'm going to learn my lesson and not use ABC anymore. The Ohio man who has accused Joe Biden and other Democrats in the mainstream media of treason set to testify in a public hearing Tuesday before the House Committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol. The hearing is expected to focus on the rise of radical extremism in the United States. A former spokesman for the Oath uh, Oath Keepers Militia Group, Jason Van Tatenhove, will also be testifying on Tuesday. In court documents filed last month, Aries acknowledged that the day before the riot, he drove to Washington, D.C. to protest Congress's certification of the 2020 presidential election.
that's one of the that's one of the things of unfortunately of Biden like acting too strongly. There, have you a doctor have you a doctor fill me what? Need to unload memes from my phone for my meme database. I haven't had computer access. I mean, cock is tasty. Fuck is yummy. <laughs> where where did I pull that from? Who fucking I can always pull out the classic uh, favorite grocery store by region. I know you guys love shopping at Turtle Bees. I still got news to do. There's there's news afoot. How many of you shop at Food Mommy? Pacific Northwest. <laughs> oh God, fucking! So, for those of you who have never heard this story, Sparkles, Sparkles sent this to me, and I, I said, "That's not funny." But here's the thing. <laughs> Everyone's reaction to it has been hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, start craving. That's what makes it that's what makes it fucking great. Because Kroger is the only real one. People look at it like I ain't never heard of no turtle bees in my goddamn life. It's like the comments, the comments that people leave on it are just fucking hilarious. And every time, every time I have brought this up, like, 
We've done this bit on the freak show like fucking 20 times. Every time I bring this up with Sparkles, we get 10, 15, 20 minutes of content out of it. Of us just talking about this fucking meme. <laughs> and 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 the the I ain't never heard of a turtle bees in my goddamn life. Like that was one of the comments on Facebook. Spicy tail. Yeah, I've You guys you guys might have been following me for for all this time and whenever I whenever I come across like the Gulf Coast in a a story, I call it the Gulf Toast. Or when I come when it says Pacific Northwest cuz like that happens like you know fucking heat wave in the Pacific Northwest. I always say Pacific Northwest. <laughs> It cracks me the fuck up. Is that even the Dakotas? Gweps. But like I fucking like I run a I run a Turtle Bees page I think I think Sparkles might have deleted it now. <laughs> I was I was trying I was trying to make it like a real grocery store kind of page, but also like that shares out memes. The plain planes. <laughs> you got the great planes, and then you got the plain planes. <laughs> The Gulf Toast. Oh. Oh, fuck it. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So, for a while, I had that I was the manager... Before before the Troll Patrol. Before the Troll Patrol. And that I had, you know, like, my show and everything. As my bio. I used to have that I was the manager of Wilson Titley. In Atlanta. (laughs) <laughs> and people I made a I made a fictitious page that's where I got the idea to do the turtle bees I made, I made a you know a page on Facebook and people would complain to the page on Facebook about me oh fuck because I was the manager at Wilson Titley <laughs> That's a meme I can just pull up at any time and like there's 20 minutes of conversation out of it. Orb Torsons. I want to do a... I want to do a... I want to do a show based on this meme. We have this one giant conglomerate... That owns all these different little mom and pop grocery stores. That have a few locations in these areas. And and the local population like fights like any kind of change to to corporatize it and shit. 
one season we're in the Pacific Northwest. Next season we're down in Spicy Town. We're we're coming up with we're coming up with the pilot right here on the stream. Is it we're in Kevin Smith territory now. We're we're coming up with we're coming up with ideas. Write this shit down. This is another one of those fantastic ideas that I had while I was stoned that I didn't write down. I'll never fucking remember that's lost to the sands of time. Even though I have it on video, because like, I'm never going to just sit down and just watch old episodes of the Troll Patrol. I mean, sometimes I will, I will watch segments of, of this past week. Go back, like, oh shit, I had this idea on this one troll patrol, and then I'm gonna listen to six hours of myself. I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know how you guys do it. I like my voice, I don't, I don't know how anybody else does. Try to be humble, bitch, be humble. Oh, yeah, we got news. We're gonna have a heat wave. Are having a heat wave, total heat wave. On around here, just around here, but over in the UK, temperatures rise to 32 degrees Celsius amid extreme heat warning in the UK. The Met Office has issued an extreme weather warning for Sunday as temperatures climbed to 32 degrees Celsius on Monday. God damn! Why is Brit? Why is Britain backwards on shit? Because this was this was published today, eight hours ago on the BBC. Rare Amber Alert covering much of England and Wales is used to warn people of potential. Maybe it's all the way until next Sunday. Eighty-nine degrees Fahrenheit. But once again, when you get uh, uh, people up in Canada. Uh, that's really like they're they're not equipped to have like fucking air conditioning and shit like places that are equipped to have, you know, fucking ninety a hundred degree weather. It's the same thing with with the with the Brits over there. Eighty nine freedom units comes as well as had its hottest day of the year with twenty eight point seven degrees Celsius. Heathrow Airport in West London recorded temperatures of 31.8 degrees Celsius. The airport previously was the site of the UK's hottest day so far this year on the 17th of June when it was 32 degrees uh, Celsius. 32.7. Less winds, yeah. Temperatures are set to remain high overnight going into Tuesday, making it an uncomfortable night for many. Met office is advising people to stay indoors where possible and to drink plenty of fluid to cope with the heat. That is good advice. Always stay hydrated. The Brits aren't the only people experiencing a heat wave. Pretty much the entire United States is also experiencing a heat wave, specifically the southeast. Well, the fight against the wildfires is made all the more difficult thanks to the record heat. Tonight, heat advisories are up across California and nine other states, with highs reaching the triple digits. For the details.
You know what? She mentions the wildfires. That's my next fucking story. The wildfires at Yosemite. Let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. It remains hot and very dry in the west where those wildfires are burning. You get away from the water, temperatures in the 90s and even triple digits. Extreme to exceptional drought. Exceptional drought, the most intense form of drought. More record heat on the way for western locations and once again, in Texas. Tens of millions will have temperatures over the next few days above 95 degrees. In Texas, ERCOT asking customers to conserve electricity. You you say, what the fuck are these graphics? I'm, I'm trying to emulate them with my graphics. I want to be able to put shit on the screen over here. Have shit pop up behind me. <laughs> he mentions ERCOT. You know what? I don't even. I don't even think uh, Facebook. Or I mean, I don't think uh, YouTube gave me a, a copyright on this one. Hold on, let me let me do this instead. Background movie back. Yeah. And I'm gonna pull up a VLC media player. We'll use it to play the freaking news. I wanna plug the freaking news from this morning. Cause I really enjoy the freaking news. He mentioned ERCOT. That's what the freaking news is about. I'm Justin Mullins, and this is the Freakin' News. The Electric Reliability Council of Texas, ERCOT, which operates the state of Texas's electric power grid, has warned of the potential for rolling blackouts on Monday. ERCOT said in an yeah, sorry I blasted you there. on its website that the state faces a potential reserve capacity shortage with no market solution available. Record temperatures are expected across much of the state on Monday. Freedom blackouts. Also issued an appeal on Sunday night, asking residents and businesses to voluntarily conserve power on Monday afternoon. I want it like into the evening due to the extreme heat. I think they're going to do better on TikTok. I am Justin Mullins. Have a great freaking day. I try to make a little joke. I want to plug the freaking news. I don't think they get enough love. Just saying. That's why I wanted to pull that out. ERCOT was what we talked about this morning on the freaking news. Their power outage. And Climate Prediction Center showing no relief, Nora, in sight for at least the next couple of weeks. Chris, thank you. So there you go. No relief for at least a couple weeks. What in the fuck? Like now we're getting like a Paramount Plus advertisement. None of this. The Actors Fund has been a lifeline to the millions of people working in entertainment. CBS auto played on me. That is not what I wanted to show you. The next thing on our list is the wildfires that are going crazy in Yosemite.
She alluded to him at the beginning of her story. The race is on to protect these ancient giant sequoia trees. This is heartbreaking. The flames of the Washburn fire first entered the grove where they live on Thursday. They're very close and they're right around it. And so what we're doing right now is we're doing a combination of uh, cutting fire line, um, looking at burning out some other areas uh, but around the giant sequoias. The park says it thinks mitigation efforts will protect the trees from major damage. And part of the reason they've survived for millennia is they can handle smaller blazes. Mariposa Grove Road fire did slop that in the initial attack phases, about 15 acres south of the road. We do have black line control. I would assume they do do the control burns. Fire inside the park has been growing. And here's another threat, unhealthy air quality, even in sections of the park that remain open. So we're asking people to just be <laughs> if someone has, for example, respiratory issues to be very careful in hiking and choosing their activities. Today, the smoke could worsen air quality as far west as the Bay Area. Meanwhile, the community of Sorry, Warner Producer Dave. is under evacuation orders Media winch. the fire threatens we, people and We should, there. like, at the There's very so least, give our parks over to, to natives to tend to them. I'm Amy Kiley reporting. The least we can do. It's sad to see those sequoias and what might happen to them. But hey, scientists at MIT think they might be able to reverse climate change. There we go. So you guys can see. Still working on getting my monitors worked out here. MIT scientists think they've discovered how to fully reverse climate change. Doubt. Scientists at MIT think they may have finally figured out a way to reverse climate change or at the least help ease it some. Ease it some. Are they mining ice from a comet? The idea revolves heavily around the creation and deployment of several thin film-like silicon bubbles. The space bubbles, as they refer to them, would be joined together like a raft. Once expanded in space, it would be around the same size as Brazil. Bubbles would then provide an extra buffer against the harmful solar radiation that comes from the sun. Space bubbles. They want to use space bubbles. Apparently, I didn't have the background on repeat. Ow, fucking shit. Oh, still, still getting used to everything. Space balls. Bubbles would then provide an extra buffer against the harmful solar radiation that comes from the sun. The goal with these new space bubbles would be to ease up or even reverse climate change. The Earth has seen rising temperatures over the past several centuries. In fact, NASA previously released a GIF detailing how the global temperature has changed. I mean...
Here we go. If. So it's staying pretty constant. Coming up around the 40s and 50s. That's when we start to veer out a little bit. By the 1980s, it starts going fucking wild. Oh my God. Oh, ooh. when you put it like that, once again, the, the, the fear is that we get to a point where it, like, what's it called when a system feed, feeds back on itself and then you get the, the runaway greenhouse effect. That's, that's the problem. And that everything starts causing everything to, because the ice melts, not uh, 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 refracting as much sun back into the atmosphere. And we're absorbing more sun, which a positive feedback, absorbing more energy from the sun because the ice is melting off. Because one of our natural uh, defenses against the rays has gone away because of the heating and it causes it to heat even more. Shh, God damn. That ain't fun. That's the, that's the climate change gift that has everyone talking. That NASA published in 2021. There's also the fact that scientists just discovered yet another hole in the Earth's ozone layer. Yes. Oh my God. I had that. I had that fucking story. I should have put that on the, on the docket for tonight. As such... Finding ways to ease or reverse climate change continues to be a high priority for many. The new plan is based on a concept first proposed by astronomer Roger Angel. Angel originally suggested using a cloud or small spacecraft to shield the Earth from the sun's radiation. I'm sorry, but these fantastical ideas for how to reverse climate change are bullshit. The easier way is just to cut fossil fuels, to get off fossil fuels. Bullshit. Oh, this is this is just this is more of a, a of scam. It's more grifters. It's more people like Elon Musk promising shit they can't deliver. Apparently, Uber is now being sued. Promising shit it couldn't deliver. Because of course all of House of Cards is all based on bullshit. Our current economy is one hundred percent based on bullshit 
shit they can't deliver. Tesla is worth what it's worth because of the promise of self-driving cars, which they are nowhere near delivering. Uber is what it is based on the promise of self-driving cars, which Tesla is nowhere near delivering. DoorDash, Instacart, all of these companies are just their their fiat. They don't they don't they don't make any fucking money. They're based on the idea that in the future technology will exist. We're operating that like in the future we will have the technology to combat climate change and it's not fucking worth it. We need to do something about it now. Cut our fossil fuel usage. Make whatever we can green in order to continue our use of electronics. God damn it, motherfuckers. Sassy, welcome. You missed all the bad shit. You got here for just the just the good shit, which isn't much. It's not much at all, but like we got a little good shit. NASA's James Webb delivers the deepest infrared image of the universe yet. That, that is the deepest image of the universe yet. We have yet seen. Yeah, the president unveiled it. I almost carried it live. I'm like, it's not that important of a thing, but also like, it's super cool to look at the picture. Those are galaxies. This is our deepest look into the universe yet. This is NASA's web delivers deepest infrared image of the universe yet. Those are whole fucking galaxies. Thousands of galaxies, including the faintest objects ever observed in the infrared, have appeared in Webb's view for the first time. This slice of the vast universe covers a patch of sky approximately the size of a grain of sand held at arm's length by someone on the ground. This deep field taken by uh, Webb's near-infrared camera is a composite made from images at different wavelengths, totaling 12.5 hours achieving depths at infrared wavelengths beyond the Hubble Space Telescope's deepest fields, which took weeks. The image shows the galaxy cluster SMACS0723 as it appeared 4.6 billion years ago. We are looking back in time... 4.6 billion years. Holy shit, that's mind-bending. My God, that's cool. 
I don't I don't know which is this the is this the object that we're looking or is it one of the more faint objects in the background one of these fuckers might be like like the furthest out object they've ever recorded and it's the one that we're looking 4.6 billion years back we're looking back in time 4.6 billion years oh yes 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 that means doppler effect I have no clue how any of this shit works. All of this is just a bit like this whole picture that we see right here, all of this, it has to be like just fucking teeming with life. But it's so goddamn far away from us. There's no way we're ever going to talk to any of these people. Not people. They wouldn't be people, would they? They wouldn't be people. There's no way that we could talk to any of these possible life forms that are out there. Just because it's so fucking far away. Yeah, that's what I like. I wonder if like these are these little faint dots. Those are actually galaxies. I mean, wormholes, that's, that's, once again, that's theoretical. What happens when you go into a wormhole if you find a wormhole? Are you volunteering to going in, into the wormhole? Would you, okay, here's an interesting question. If you had the opportunity, would you go into outer space? Virtual wrong is going into the wormhole. Like, I'm scared to death of heights and shit. Like, even, like, planes and shit freak me out. God damn, if you had the opportunity to go into space, something like... Like, 280 people, 300 people or something like that have been... It's not... It's not a lot... So I don't like I don't I don't know about no quantum entanglement. It sounds that sounds like a a sitcom. Uh we can get we can get a handsome guy to play a doctor who like leaps into other people's bodies. We can call it quantum entanglement. And he, he has a little sidekick. Got a computer. He helps him figure out what they're... <laughs> I'm sorry. I fucking love Quantum Leap. Ziggy! Ziggy! I'm I am amazed they haven't rebooted it yet.
My cat's outside. Got bacula. Seriously, I love that fucking show. I'm amazed they haven't rebooted it. I'm amazed they have not rebooted it yet. If it wouldn't surprise me if they have. They very well that they should. Would I watch it again? Probably. Am I gonna watch Better Call Saul tonight? Probably. She's giving the side eye to Smokey. Looking 4.6 billion years into the past. 4.6 billion years into the past. Apparently they're they're uh, attempting to reboot uh, Quantum Leap. I made a Quantum Leap joke. I always enjoy that. I that's one of those things that I don't think you should tamper with the original. It's probably not going to be as good as the original. Bacula to the future. Apparently they. Uh, Whoever Zucker that owns the rights to Back to the Future, they won't let him uh, reboot it or uh, redo the movie or anything. Like, he has final say. That was one of the reasons why it took so long to make a Ghostbusters, because fucking what's-his-name had final say. There a trailer for Quantum Leap. Dwayne's Quantum Leap Reboot. This was published just today. Adriti uh, Murkaji signs overall deal with uh, Universal Television. Joins Quantum Leap Reboot as co-executive producer. <laughs> I don't know what was going on behind me. He's a film and television writer originally from uh, Kolkata, India. There's a Maynard. First look trailer. Here we go. I like that dude. I like that actor. What's his name? I forget his name. Ah, fucking shit. Raymond Lee.
Okay, I mean, hey. That just dropped a couple of days ago. Yeah, the white Bronco was down there, the OJ Simpson. I mean, if if they're targeting like our age, like that's that's one of those like milestone things. It's one of those everybody remembers where they were, like nine eleven, the Bronco. He's been in a lot of shit I really liked, I think. Oh, I was a kid when the Bronco happened, but I was old enough to remember it. I was in like fourth grade, fifth grade, something like that. Somewhere along those lines. I was in sixth grade when the verdict was read. I remember that. Judge Ito. I fucking, I loved uh, American Crime Story. That was fantastic. All right, uh, here is your animal video for the evening. It is a seal jiggling. Get a the dancing kid. Ooh, we get a little slow mo. Look at them eyes. Holy shit. Can you cuddle a seal? Are they are they cuddleable? Water cat. Yes, water cat. Somebody make a poll. Would you cuddle a seal? Them eyes say, I want to come over here and cuddle your face off. No, you would not cuddle a seal, Curious. You you wouldn't have a seal in the house. It'd make too big of a mess, would you? You're telling me if that thing came and, like, hopped on your bed like that, you wouldn't cuddle up with that seal. Do seals bite? Is that a thing? Are they going to bite a human? Dustin, I love you. So we've still got news to catch up on, but like. I think we I think we covered the highlights. We're gonna watch this seal a few times. I mean Buster lost his hand to a loose seal. Money can literally solve all of my problems. Lucille. Can't buy happiness. Buster lost his hand to a loose seal. No, no, no. It was a loose seal. It was a seal. He got the little seal toy and everything that foreshadowed it. Because he had the he had the thing with uh, he had the 
had the mom complex. What, what would you get? The Oedipus complex where he wanted to fuck his mom. And then, like, he, he, he had Lucille, too. And he lost his hand to a Lucille. They're built for speed, not cuddles. Those eyes say otherwise. Those whiskers want to be, like, fucking... <laughs> played with. They said they watched it 19 times. I think we're going to we're going to demolish 19 times. Like fucking the amount of money that like takes care of your basic needs. It's it's a mass it's a like a Maslow's threshold thing, right? You get your like basic security to like like, I got food and shelter and everything taken care of, but like I don't have like the like the next fucking thing and needs. Facial reconstruction from a seal attack. Hey, if I die, if I die like that, that's okay. If I die petting a big cat, that's okay. If I die having a seal bite my face off, it's okay. Let the an- let the animal do what the animal wants to do. Who am I to not let the animal have its feast? Come on, man. You have the money, they can rebuild you. That's exactly right. We we watched the video of the dude that, like, uh, had the flesh-eating bacteria. They rebuilt him. Hit all the seals and rebuild. I haven't looked. I haven't seen anybody who's like, Oh, Sassy! Thank you for cheering. I did not see that earlier. I'm work. Okay, so here's the thing: is I can't, uh, I can't show that through stream elements for some reason. It's, stream elements is being a bitch. I try to use it on uh, uh, like a Google browser or something, maybe. See if that fixes my issue. Let's go over and say hey to Squid. If you're watching on. I was I was told there was ice cream, so I might go see if there's ice cream to be had. Probably gonna do the oh 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 she ate it all. God damn it. It's okay. It was her ice cream. What am I doing? What am I doing? So hold on. Let me let me find out when the January sixth hearing is tomorrow. We go look at C-SPAN schedule and we find out what's going on. But then again, C-SPAN lied to me the other day. 7-Eleven is today, so we need to go a little bit further. We're on Tuesday, July 12th. You guys see this. You see this. Tuesday, July 12th. 12.50 p.m. 12.50 p.m. 
the January 6th hearings, the 7th hearing on the Capitol attack. You guys see this, right? 1250. I'm smoking. I don't know about drinking. I'm not I, mono. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a big drinker. Drink. I drank a milkshake earlier. I drank a Doctor Enough earlier. Drank some tea. But I smoke up with you. I need something. I need a. Um, I need an on-screen graphic about smoking pot. That's a thing. So C-SPAN tells me that the January 6th hearing is at 12.50. Let's go to YouTube. Let's see when PBS... if, If I'm a social drinker, if I'm out somewhere and everybody's drinking, I will have a drink with everybody else. I don't really like beer. I like uh, apple cider. I like a hard apple cider really well. Fucking love a hard apple cider. Very refreshing. So they're they're like that's that's my jam. Let's go to let's go to PBS. Let's see what they've got set upcoming. anything upcoming okay so PBS is set for 1230 tomorrow Wall Street Journal set for 1 p.m. tomorrow so we will meet back here 1 p.m. tomorrow we're gonna do the January 6th hearings live stream 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. We'll come on 15, 20 minutes early. We'll billboard everything. It'll be a fun time. We'll get really high. We'll do the January 6th hearings. Now I'm I'm gonna send you guys over to Squid if you're watching on Twitch. Now that we've now that we've got the time settled for tomorrow, when we're gonna meet back here. So go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun if you hit the sack. Oh I fucked that up. Light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We'll see you tomorrow for the January sixth hearings.